Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. 2,000 years ago, his words came to pass. AD 70, Jerusalem surrounded by armies. The temple destroyed. Sacrifices ceased. The end of the age. So where are we at on the prophetic timeline of history? Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth. The, the Revelation, Revelation Red Pill, the, the kingdom, kingdom of God, God is now. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hey guys, welcome back to Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. We have some very, very special guests in the house with us tonight. David and Stacey Whited of Flyover Conservatives. Woo gracing the revelation red pill for episode 20. i know it's like a anniversary special it kind of feels that way just a little bit they're gonna dance for you really <laughs> for the anniversary they gotta sing and song and dance <laughs> yep oh my gosh that would be a miracle <laughs> a little marie and donny osborne here yeah a little see. bit he kind of looks like donny osborne just a tiny bit like not gonna lie kind of i could see it a little bit mm -hmm. do you sing david very tiny not at all well not that anybody's ever asked me to continue i do sing i enjoy it a lot but uh, I, you know, I've never been never been asked to repeat or, or do an encore. No, just all <laughs> of or 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 dance either. You know that you ever see those plaques that say dance? You know, like no one's watching. I'm like, when else would you dance? <laughs> like, that's, like, is there another time? Oh my gosh! Okay, so literally. This is one of the reasons why I love watching and tuning in to David and Stacy because they have our crazy weird sense of humor yeah, a little quirky. <laughs> the best oh, kind <laughs> the, the very best okay, kind of sense of so humor. if you guys have been with us and i have to tell you guys uh david and stacy the people that have been with us that have been with us every wednesday solidly coming back and what's so funny is that they're not even coming with questions they're just like okay i got it what's your next episode and i'm like wow. Okay, we're going to keep moving on. And it's been amazing uh, to kind of get us out of the end times fear-based mindset. It's and a funk. For our viewers, mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, I saw uh, uh, I saw the flyover conservatives. They're from Missouri. They're kind of like us from Ohio. And I saw them talk about what we were going to talk about, which was the movies. The 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 oh, D yeah, 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 the yeah. D grade Christian movies that we made our viewers watch, A Thief in the Night, and we the didn't Alfred, make them watch the whole thing. We just yeah, watched clips and the Alfred Hitchcocky themes that made you scared. And they're like, "Why in the world did you make me watch that?" We had a whole episode on the end times movies that have been made and the rapture and the kind of the ridiculousness uh, of how they portrayed it. But and this I, is how we grew up. You guys, yep. we, yeah. we were raised on these. So I saw you guys it, talk about that, and I was like, I have to get them on. I have to get them on. So <laughs> tell our viewers it, a little bit about yourselves and how you got started. And maybe, I don't know how anybody wouldn't know who you were, but uh, in well, case people yeah. don't know who you are, um, tell them who you are. You're, you're, you're married. Uh, you are not brothers and sisters Two, like yeah. Donnie and Marie. On top of that. Yeah, no. you're actually married. You have children. <laughs> yeah. And you're in the conservative movement. And you're great voices. You have so many wonderful guests on your podcast. Uh, but maybe tell our viewers how you got started in that first real quick. 
Well, I just want to say it's an honor to be on with you all. We've been actually waiting since Canton, Ohio. I think it's been what, like over a year, maybe a year and a half now. Mm. It was covered because in ice. So we heard at that event that when people go on yeah. your show, that's when they really <laughs> launch into success. And so we're like, we can like, get on the resistance chick yes, show. Yes, Lord. More. And so truly, we're, we high, are excited about what the Your career is just starting right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> glory to glory. Story, you know, and then um, it, I think it was about a year ago, we got to hang out a little bit in Springfield, Missouri. You came to our state, visited. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, I hope you got to eat some barbecue or something else. You know, we don't really have beaches or mountains or anything, but we barbecue. That's our thing. It's pretty And so there. it's pretty it, good. It, that's it what we do. It is. Yeah. A lot of trees. And uh, but Springfield at Mike Lindell's uh, election integrity event. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was kind of like photobombing you guys. You were doing the interview with, with uh, uh, Wendy Rogers. Yes. Wendy yeah. Rogers. And just, you know, it just... Uh, kind of a you know a kindred kindred spirit and mm -hmm. just really enjoyed watch you know you, you kind of in the space when you when you do what we do and you're you know backstage or talking to people you normally you watch them on a show but I I watch people when nobody's watching them ah. that may sound kind of creepy but it's just ah. how do they how do you observing how do you treat everybody mm -hmm. you know it's just you can't oh. help you can't turn off I just kind of like observing I don't talk, I just kind of like you know I and, do too I know what you're talking about. Yep, you guys are just great. You're great. You're you're so Thank kind. Thank you, David. And, that awesome. really means, no one's ever said that to us actually quite like that. Like it's starting yeah. with the creep factor There's, of the watching, yeah. but then it turns out good that you're actually yeah. nice people behind the scenes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. You, you are, and you're uh, even nicer. Yeah, and you're full of joy. Because like you're, you know, your resistance chicks on the show, you're kind of yeah. tough. But yeah. Okay, exactly. that checks in the mail. Yeah, your checks in the mail. Okay. Be nicer the rest of the time, and, but I, I find out that most of the time, you know, conservatives do tend to be that way because you have a predetermined moral compass that yeah. like, you know, you, you might, you're more likely to have a value for picking up a piece of trash that you didn't drop. You know, mm, good, um, yeah. you might return your shopping cart. You know, nobody enforces that or anything. Oh, yeah, but you that just, was a big debate on Twitter. It just yeah. kind of seems like the thing to do. Yeah, well, and you you just kinda, places and people better than you found them. Those are so, kind of those principles. And so you guys, you guys really model that, you know, every time we see you, every time we talk to somebody, they speak, they speak good about you behind your back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's it's an honor to be with you guys. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. it really is. Thank you so much. That really means a lot. Yeah. Before you get into your thing, though, I do have to crack a joke. And we don't have to crack jokes the whole time, guys. But <laughs> we, we talk about returning could. the shopping cart. Uh, Lee and I, guys, y'all know we're sisters. And um, so we've been together a long time, like our whole lives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never in our entire history has Leah done this. She comes home from the grocery store this week. This week. And she's unloading groceries. And she goes... I stole the basket from the grocery store. She had the basket. It's still sitting in my driveway, still to be to returned return. to the grocery store. Oh, she literally man. stole the I basket. never shop with one of those carry baskets. I always push the basket, and I <laughs> put the basket in my car and drove off. So, so I just need to, for, fa for the fact checker that maybe someone videoed Leah putting the basket in the car. I don't it do it every time. And then David said, you're the type of people that return the car. <laughs> Well, it, it, turning the basket. And I'll, honestly, I, I didn't take conservatives as a whole. I wasn't vouching for her cart returning uh, character, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying there's a, 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 a disproportionate yeah. amount of people. See, my, my point with that is you do most people, you know, when you're around them that do what we're doing, like if you just 
starting a podcast in this space, if you just wanted to, to be on camera and do something or you had like, you would do like a million other things. You know, I mean, most people that are doing this, oh, it's, yeah. it's because you would be doing this if there was no camera. It's the stuff that, that burns you. We had a kind of a mentor person. He said one time, he goes, he goes, the thing, the thing that catches your eye and angers you uniquely, God has also equipped you to fix. Oh my gosh, that's Ooh. so good. Because yeah. not everything catches everybody's eye. Somebody sees a, a you know, a problem, a homeless, or they see a park that's overrun, or they see, you know, somebody doing something, and it's like they mentioned it at dinner to all their friends. Like, did you see that? We used to play there when we were kids, and now it's, you know, run over and drugs are there, and, and like everyone else is kind of like, eh, you know. Or you talk about the yeah. Sound of Freedom movie. You're like, can you believe this is happening? And people are like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's a problem. Like, you know, right. but but you can't sleep. Mm -hmm. Well, like the things that catch your eye and anger you, you're uniquely e equipped to fix. So I think okay. most people that get into this space, it's because they're things that you couldn't shut up about, that God's put a burn on your yeah. heart for. You'd be talking in your sleep about it. You'd be talking, if you're in a, a, a cell, you know, in solitary confinement, you'd be talking about it. It's wow. it's, the, it's the thing it that, you, you. that you observe that God has also equipped you to solve. And if you don't work, like Socrates said, men who, men who are made to fish, when they don't fish, they fight. Whoa. And it's like, and it's like, there's this thing in you to get this out. And so, you know, I think a lot of us, there's this kindred spirit because while there's an overlap on a lot of things, yeah. there's still unique giftings and unique things that we spot based on maybe our geography, upbringing, you know, background, you know, successes and losses in the past, whatever. We bring these things to the table and there's a camaraderie. You really value what, what, when you see other people doing what you guys are doing, what we're doing, when you see uh, you know, Matt and Joy Thayer, when you see people like that, you're like, oh, there's a, there's, you, you value it a lot. Yeah. So tell people how you got started with your podcast and what's why fly over Because you couldn't sleep at night either with all of this stuff, I'm assuming. Yeah. It's interesting. We were, we were business people. And in January of 2021, um, during my quiet time, the Lord had said the sources that you've trusted for truth for so no for so long are no longer to give you truth and it's time for discernment hmm. and uh, around that same time our son came to us and he said you know he had a, a daughter and he said if we don't do something as a family to try to help to save this country he said my daughter is not going to be free wow. and so um, at that time we're like all right god what can we do what can we bring to the table it's truly like bringing our time our talent our treasure what can we we could what can we bring to this equation at that time we were like we had heard of doctors that were having huge success. You know, they hadn't lost any patients. They'd had like, you know, 9,500 uh, patients that had COVID and had lost zero or 6,000 patients with COVID and lost one. You know, but you, at the same time, you see this death ticker on the television of all of these deaths, but nobody's talking about what they could do to, to actually cure it. So we we decided, well, let's give like, some Why aren't those voice. guys interviewing these yeah. guys? Exactly. And so we were like, let's just give people a platform that they can speak on. And at that time, God told us, record, 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 and that he would do the rest. Wow. And uh, and so we were obedient. David and I, we've always been God chasers. We've known each other since we were 14. Uh, we've been married for 30 years. Yep. And, uh, and we're like, what is God doing? And then we just try to run right in the center of it and just participate in what he's doing. We never try to like start something and say, hey, God, will you come do this? We're like, what are you doing? And then we run right to the center of it. And that's where we felt like he had us for now. And it's been amazing. I mean, it's been quite an experience. We've learned a ton. We, we'd, we'd never met somebody who'd been a guest on the podcast when we started this, let alone knew anything about. How'd you like land your first guest? Who was your first person on your show? Well, it, it's, it's still just, you know, we it just kind of applied, you know, business things like I, literally I, I took a, a screenshot of Joe Rogan's set 
and this yeah. was the microphone he used. I went to the guitar center and I'm like, I'm like, do you guys sell these? -uh. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's a sure SB seven. We have them over here. And I'm like, I think we need like two of them <laughs> and, or maybe we could share one. Maybe I just we probably need two. And we, and we hooked those up and we need that. And, and we got, I bought some heat lamps at, at home, uh, home Depot and connect them to two by fours in our house and just kind of, all right, let's just make the most with what we had. I, I, I bought this paneling that you see around here at, at Home Depot and put some of that up. And then later this last year, we did a remodel and took it down and actually really put in electrics and stuff and finished the basement, put it, built a, another studio for live interviews. But, but we just started with very little and said, okay, let's just, now let's just turn it on and, and start um, telling better stories and asking, asking better questions. So we just made a list of, of 100 people that we thought would be really interesting to talk to because we really didn't have answers, but we had a lot of questions Sure. and you can't call up general Flynn and say, Hey, will you go to coffee with me? Cause I got a lot of questions, but he'll come on your podcast. Right. If you ask, if you ask 87 times, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, if you're willing to follow up and, and, you know, be polite and kind and ask, ask everybody, you know, who do you know that knows somebody that knows somebody that might yeah. know whoever, you know, the case may be. And then yeah. wait a long time. We just had Carol Swain on this last week, but, Man, Ooh. we've been trying for a long. We've time. been trying for two years to get Carol Swain on yeah, our show because I had so much awesome. respect for her, watching her and sure. you know Uncle Tom documentary and yeah, and different things. Yeah. And so, um, you just kind of if you're patient and follow up, you know, it's just and, like and anything else. And we're good at like you know if if we had somebody that we interviewed, like we interviewed a guy by the name of Matt Mech that we already knew prior to starting our podcast. Well, he had done stuff with uh, the Fast and Furious, like with all of the stuff with Not all the movie yeah. with with Vin Diesel and those guys, like the those weapons trade yeah, in Mexico. Actually, weapons trade. And so, um, you know, we had him on the show and then afterwards we're like, Matt, who do you know that would maybe good, be a good fit? And then he would connect us to different people. You know, we had another friend, Dave Silva, whose grandson with medications, they were trying to do right to try. If you guys remember that with, you know, President Trump signing that into, you know, that that actually would be something that could, that his grandson could use. And so it was like, okay, Dave, who else do you know? And it was truly, who do you know? And then those sure. people would lead to people who would, who led to people. And eventually we actually had a podcast and yeah. a show. And you kind of look back and like, seems like we're really doing this, yeah. you know, for real. And then. So you guys have literally been doing this for two and a half years. Yes. Yeah. Two and a half. That yeah, and yeah. literally you have exploded exploded. And that's why I put on you there. You didn't even need us. You didn't even need us. Actually, <laughs> you've taken the world you. by storm. What are you storm. talking about? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying over here. No, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. So, so now that people know a little bit about you and your, your podcast is essentially about telling truth to the things that are, are, are of today and giving a platform yeah. to people who and giving a voice, message that's out. a big yes. part. You know, we've, we've lost five or six YouTube channels now and some of them have 80 or hundred thousand people and yep. they just, you know, you know, wake up one day, it's like gone, you I know? Am. And so, so we had to learn how to adapt around that. So we went to a method where we upload to 60 different platforms with every single show. And like, if, if, if there's a party and you'll invite me, I'll come. You know, you let me in the room, I'll, I'll come to your party, you know, type of deal with our, our content and just try to get it, try to get it out there. And um, so that that's kind of been been the model. But there's three things we really focus on, you know, is like kind of what I consider like intelligence stuff, which might be voter election stuff, mm -hmm. you know, anything military kind of stuff, geopolitical area. The second one's like medical, um, what's happening there. Mm -hmm. um, which we're really financial. collaborate financial, whatever you kind of fit there. But then the third one really is kind of where's God, what's God doing in this? Cause yeah. if, if he's not in the mix, the other two are kind of irrelevant to mm -hmm. be honest with you. And Bingo. so, um, 
that's a big part of what we do. And we don't pull any punches that every topic we cover, it's it's looking, you know, if you put on green sunglasses, everything looks kind of green or orange sunglasses, everything's kind of orange. Our, our sunglasses are God's word. And we're going to look at every topic through the lens of conservative Christian values. Now, we don't get real preachy on our show as a whole, but we also don't pull any punches that that's the lens that we're looking at things through. And that's the standard, that's the plumb line that things are judged by and um that that we're coming from and so people kind of know that and they respect it and you know um that's the, the the gist of what we try to cover is is current events and culture through the lens of conservative christian values that's good yeah so you're the married couple of michelle and i do but we don't do we don't do as many <laughs> interviews uh we just like to hear ourselves talk no i'm just kidding uh, but if we were smarter, we have more to say. Yeah, if we, no, if we're still marinating all. This is all new to us. If we knew more, we're always the dumbest ones in the room. You, you <laughs> get more views when you have on the cool, the cool guests. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you guys, we heard. How did I find out about? I think it was Joy and Matt there. So our Revelation Red Pill viewers, when they catch into one episode, they go back and watch all of them. I have no idea how they do it because we're on episode 20. I'm, I'm so like, proud of people that binge watch Revelation Red Pill. And, it, wow. and, and we're not going to keep you for this, but they are like, they, they're consistently they can three stay, hours. They can stay for an hour tonight. Yeah, they're consistently three hours long. So, because wow. uh, wow. we we'll go into Matthew 24 and we just pack it all in at one time. And Joy and Matt Thayer were saying uh, that you had had Johnny and Loan, and every, our viewers know Joy and Matt really well. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's more of us than, than there are. <laughs> and most of the people watching us found us because they watched the Johnny Enlow, his original episode. What was it? What number was it? Like 45? 45, 45 or, or 46 or something like that. Very anointed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like episode 45 or 46 on Elijah streams. And they wanted more because... Johnny Enlow basically took a bulldozer to the modern end times, and we call it mm -hmm. theory, theory mm -hmm. that the world has to get worse and worse in order for Jesus to come back. So let's don't try to fight it. And I have viewers who say it all the time, Leah, don't really pray too hard for things to get better because you'll yeah. you'll keep Jesus from coming back. And I'm like, like I can keep nobody's gonna keep back. Jesus from coming back. Period. <laughs> but I, I'm You're pretty so sure, powerful. I know, I know, right? But I'm pretty sure that the, of the increase of his government and, and peace, there will be no end. So when I saw you guys on there, my heart leapt. So I just want you guys to dive in. Our viewers are well-versed in, in, in Daniel and in, in Matthew. And actually, we just, we just broke into Revelation. Them. So tell them how you were Revelation red-pilled. Okay, uh, so it's it's kind of interesting. We went through ministry school 2012 to 2015, something like that. And um, at that time, they kind of touched on it a little bit, like there were different speakers, and you could kind of tell it was woven in yeah, the... like different things, like what, you know, what Bible college um, did you go to? Uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry okay, in Redding, cool. California, with Bill Johnson. Okay, so when we were there, I remember them talking about different things, like um, you know, uh, basically roll up your rapture rug, you know. Jesus isn't coming back, you know, for somebody that's hiding behind, you know, the water cooler, you know, huh. those kind of things. It was truly a like, victorious bride kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. like now kind of combine that with, we sort of already thought that way because of kind of growing up on a farm. I'm like, you know, I've, oh, I've never had a job really, or, or worked somewhere or been in any environment that if like the boss was gone running errands and he came back, you should have your feet on the desk, like taking a nap, Come on, you know, that's, that's always frowned on. In, in every culture. And so I kind of always had that same connection with God, uh -huh. you know, that 
you know, I, I'm breathing and I'm not really breathing to just so I could be hiding, you know, and, and hoping it all ends like it's a really bad ride at the fair. Yeah. And so there was a little bit of that just mindset. That's just how you would do life anyway. Even if there was no books or no theories or anything else about it, it's like, well, he, he made me, he made Adam, he walked with Adam in the cool of the day. You know, and then I kind of jump in my my process as a kid. I'm like, well, and then Enoch walked with God and was not. So what's that, you know, mm-hmm. process between walking with God and being not? And how do you fill in that gap while I'm here? You know, right. it was kind of the most interesting mm-hmm. way to, to live life, mm-hmm. I, I thought. And so, it, you know, but you go back to like when we were growing up and you were talking about like movies like Thief of <laughs> yeah. the Night. You know, those were things that were so ingrained in our brains that still yeah. today, we made a joke with Johnny, but, you know, still today, it's like, you know, if we we're walking through the house and I can't find David or he can't find me, we're yeah. like, uh, David, <laughs> David, David, <laughs> <laughs> like, did, did God take you? <laughs> but I'm the one that really gets nervous because for sure, if one of us is gone, I'm like, I, yeah, I, I might still have some stuff to work out. She's, she's gold. She is like, she has like an 850 credit report, man. It's like, she's, yeah. she is like so good. You know, she's got like both gates are open, the whole deal. No like yeah. side entrance for the gardener. Like I might get, like she gets the whole thing, you know? So I'm getting a little nervous sometimes. Yeah, I'm so like, you oh, might no. be left behind and then you're left with her clothes. Just Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God. Cause that's pretty traumatic. I was, I was like fifth or sixth grade when we, I saw that movie the first time at the church, Thief in the Night specifically. And that scene about, you know, where she wakes up and the electric razors in the sink, just going, Ehh! and she's like, where's he, you know? And then, you know, I remember that band still playing the song that kind of had the, you know, where even like, like white people had the afros and stuff in that day. And um, it's too late to change your mind. Yeah, it's come, just, and you've been left behind. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so, I, you know, as a, as a grade school kid, combine that with growing up in a Christian family and going to a Christian school, you know, um, I, I asked Jesus in my heart probably like a thousand times a year. <laughs> You know, like <laughs> just to make sure, just be to be safe. You know, which Can't I don't really think. Careful. Which, no. which you know, it's it's all funny. We laugh about it, but but that is, you know, again, in in my experience, in in my walk with God, is not His heart mm-hmm. any 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 more than my kids would walk around fearful of me, begging me to forgive them for everything that they've yeah. thought or done every moment, and then right. bringing up something from. Remember when I was in kindergarten, I did this. I'm still so sorry about that. And they feel the shame in my presence over everything they've ever done. And they, and they continue to bring that back into the conversation every night at dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that would be a really clunky relationship with anyone. Right. And that, so that, what that instilled in me then does, has never reflected my personal relationship with God. Yeah. You know, but man, it was sure effective for like an evangelism yeah. angle. You know, because coming back, you got to know him now, or you're getting your head chopped off. Oh, yeah. They, they didn't think they don't know if they do it anymore or not. But when we were younger, they used to have a thing. Maybe they'd have it on like an afternoon school special. But they date kids that had some like gang issues or doing something wrong. They put them in jail for like a day, and they called like scared oh, yeah, straight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and then they, like, what what does prison really look like? You're like 15, mm-hmm. 16, and you know, you know, and you see that on TV. Yeah. You're like, it was kind of like that for God. You know, yeah. a little bit. That's kind of what those movies were a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And then we ended up uh, reading as adults. We left. We read the whole Left Behind series, you know. And so all of Tim these LaHaye things, and you know, uh, so then uh, there's this confusion Jenkins. of what you is aren't a good Christian real. if you don't have the whole series on your shelf. <laughs> oh, we just we're like gum 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 gum. gum. That's so yummy. Let me have more of that. Endeavors, guys. Okay, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really well written. Page turners, you know. It is fiction, it is. but yeah. 
Yeah, when, exactly. When were those? It was like early 2000s, like uh, maybe 2000. 99. Something. We still lived in Hutch at the time. So yeah, I, I always go by where we out. live. Yeah, it was like it was like chicken soup for rapture kind of thing. <laughs> Speaking you know, of chicken like they just soup, couldn't make enough just, of them. Just like the chicken soup for the soul books, you can walk into any thrift store right now and see fifteen or twenty left behind books. Oh, sure. Sitting yep. there in the book section. I mean, it, these sold millions, and they so did. we. And you guys included, we are here sure. to unbrainwash you because everyone has read them. If you were a good Christian, like <laughs> Leah said, you read them. We didn't read yep. them, but go ahead. We weren't good Christians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I was too smart. I just couldn't <laughs> get behind it, but go ahead. I watched the movies, though. Okay. Yeah. Some yeah, of them, the yeah. books were better than the movies, as always, you know. Yeah. You hate to be that person, like, oh, the notebook, well, the book is way better. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm the Christian who watches Nobody... Christian movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so we, it, we, it was inter interesting watching Johnny on Elijah list, Elijah streams, because we were like, oh man, this is like so good. I remember David watched it and then he got a hold of me and he's like, Stacey, you've got to watch this. And then I watched it and he ended up watching it again. We may even watch it together. I watched it three you times. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, uh, and then obviously we had Johnny on the show and went through it. And that was a really fun conversation. And then preparing for that and stuff. Yeah. A lot of this, like we had all these little pieces, like it's like having all these ingredients on the table, you know, to cook something with, but we didn't, we didn't have a meal. Hold you know on, what I mean? Hold like, on, hold up, hold up. So what you're saying is that, did you still believe in a rapture before you heard that Johnny Enlow? Not necessarily. We're not sure. No. Uh, because, because. I, I, I have a feeling. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like. I wouldn't have pounded the table for it. And I didn't get hung it. up. I didn't get hung up on that. I was much more focused on what are we called to do now? Yeah. What should my life look now? And I kind of just kind of stayed there. You just compartmentalized, it, compartmentalized that and put it to the side, basically. Like, yeah, I did. I did. And it didn't, it didn't matter too much. And I think probably over the last 10 years, it was more of like most of what I knew, I, I didn't no longer tied to that being an event that would be this like rescue operation um, mm -hmm. to take us away from trouble. And I began to embrace much more in my day in day out process, my authority over things that came against me. And um, which we could kind of get into then also like, like demonic, you know, yes. and, and, yes. and these, and these realms and this idea that also comes from movies as it's like, there's this force of good and evil and they kind of battle back and forth, you know, which I'd let go of decades ago. There isn't this battle between good and evil, you know, it's like God didn't get out of his chair to kick Satan out of the heaven. You know, he like, he doesn't, it, God's not like you ever seen these memes where Jesus has his hand out and Satan has his hand out, their arm wrestling, looking each other in the face. I'm like, that's so bogus. No, it's there, over. There's no competition there, there, there between no God struggle. and Satan, right? I mean, that's so I mean, there, there that's is no competition. Problem. Yeah. So it's interesting because we always knew that God, when when God does come back, when Jesus comes back, it's for a victorious bride. So we mm -hmm. never saw where the earth was going to get worse, 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 worse. And then there was a, a rescue mission. We never saw it that way. And so that's why we really were wrestling with it in our brains. And so when Johnny kind of like put it all in this beautiful kind of package, package we're like, ah, oh, okay, that makes so much sense. That's why I think we watched it so many times. And then um, I ended up contacting, do you guys know Wanda Alger? No, it sounds familiar. Okay, she's a prophetic voice today. Just really saw a, a prophet to the church. Uh, really solid, uh, great foundation. Um, she speaks like a college professor that maybe could also be the executive of like a Fortune 500 company. Oh, you awesome. know, she, yeah, she's amazing. 
Well, I contacted her because there were some things I heard her say um, about, you know, Victoria's eschatology that were matching up with things that Johnny uh -huh. had said. And so I contacted her and she had some videos on that. And then she actually recommended the book, Victorious Eschatology. And Johnny referenced it in his episode as well, yep. but yep. we didn't have it yet. And uh, and so we ended up, the author of this book is Harold Everly. And we ended up getting Harold Everly on our show and interviewing him as well. What's interesting is um, the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, the years prior to us going there, this was actually a required read. Oh, so, that makes sense. Yep. And so we were like, oh, we, somewhere in that we missed, because they obviously have a lot of books that they bring through and all of that. So it was, it was we, in the language of everybody yeah. to kind of get a feel for it. It's like, like tasting something. It's like, you know, what is that? Yeah. What is in that? You know, exactly. But this book laid it out to where when we read it, it just made so much sense. Everything that would have been fuzzy, maybe in our brains were like, yeah. oh, okay. That cleared everything up for me. Um, so, and then what What then we read to listen to, I think right when we listened to episode 45 or that first one that Johnny did, I think the second week was already out where he did like Q&A, you know, yeah. people's questions, which was as, as tight of a bow as that first one was. The second one I felt was kind of more of like the trash can was just dumped on the table and it was kind of all this stuff everywhere, you uh -huh. know, it was kind of more because he was answering people's questions, but it was the sequence was kind of out of whack. And, and so yeah. it kind of, which was perfect because it, it brought more vocabulary to the table. And, and then kind of really it got us to the point then we're like, okay, we need to really deep dive on this and, and take some ownership of, okay, some of these references, some of these names, some of these dates and actually, actually own it because it is kind of good to be in the, the right now. I don't spend a whole lot of time looking at my past and thinking about it on the, on the wins or losses really. And I don't spend a ton of time, you know, dwelling on what might or might not happen in the future. Like just as far as like me doing my life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I try to go to bed, know what I'm going to do tomorrow. And I wake up with a to-do list and like, okay, wh what can I do to just crush this day? You yeah. know, try to live more in the present as much as possible. Like, like that, that's where I can be the most productive. Well, let now, me it's good, to some, it's good time to, ask... to sit back and go back and forth, but I, I really try to stay in that spot for the most part. I want to ask a question on that because before the Johnny video, did you think that Jesus was going to come back in your lifetime? I did not. Well, I didn't think that there was going to be a return of Jesus as a rapture to take us away. I thought it would, it would be more of a, of a join us here. Yeah. yeah. But did you, you know, think that would happen thing. in your lifetime? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I'd ever asked myself that question. Exactly. I do. You and still I do? still, yeah. Really interesting. Mm -hmm. I do. Interesting. I think it'll, I think it'll happen during our lifetime, but I don't know when. So, so let, me, let me pose a question to you then. So the founding fathers, when they're building this nation, they're thinking for generations into the future. Do you still at least plan for the possibility that he doesn't and we have to, we have to create a better world? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the, 100%. The, the, the same as if like, if you ever, things overgrow, you know, weeds overgrow sidewalks quickly, you know, and like it, it's, it's our job while we're here to who pushed that back to whatever extent that we can, yeah. you know, and, you know, we've, we've both have had conversations, gotten to know, you know, G Edward Griffin. And it's like, you look at a guy that's 91 and has thought deeply every day, probably of his yeah. entire life. Yeah. His, his mind is so strong. He, he, he takes the responsibility of when I'm gone, my voice has to live through those that are still mm -hmm. here and mm -hmm. they need to have the ideas and thoughts to carry on what I know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's, he's not, not not mentally lazy in in any way and i think that's all of our 
our jobs. I, I, the thing I want to push back on the most of is just in the church of of behavior modification, do your best kind of job to, to, to not be sinning, right. you know, to be a good example. Do you want to look like a good Christian? You want to act like a good Christian? You want people to think you're a good Christian? And um, that's kind of it, really. Right. It's kind of behavior modification, you know? And um, while that might be a thing, we've been married 30 years. I would hate for her to describe our marriage as, well, he's never hit me. Wow. <laughs> well, it's like... Yeah, you know, well, of course, that, that's not the bar, right? Right, exactly. You know, you know it, it's like how how much better is Stacy's life because I'm in it? You know, how many how much more of her goals was she able to achieve? How was her self esteem because yes. I'm in health? Like, like what is great about her life because of me? Not like, well, you know, he never, you know, he never cheated on me. You know, like what? That's not that's not even a trait. You know, <laughs> right, that's right, not right, right, right. that's not what marriage is about. The right. not. Right. And so my 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 Christ my my I mean, even like Christianity whatever is not well I don't smoke, right or right. you know something like that. It's like that's not even none of those things are a thing, right? And so, or, or what I'm called to do until I die. So I'm, you're not, I'm not talking about advancing the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pushing so, back. So something I'm I'm aware of is it's interesting. We had a conversation with a guy that um, he's pretty young. He's he's uh, late twenties, early thirty. And um, he doesn't want to get married and he, he's not really doing much as far as like advancing his career because he's like, well, Jesus could come back at any time. There and so is. I don't want to do that. And so are very aware of that. Like, yeah. um, even though I'm like, yeah, I, I believe that, that he might come back while, while I'm alive. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm always encouraging my kids have babies. Oh, well, I mean, if they want them, you know, obviously right. I'm encouraging yeah, you're my encouraging kids. me the way they're yeah, <laughs> encouraging my kids to, to marry. I mean, all of those things, because why, why would you stop and be like, oh, you know, he might come back at any time. Why wouldn't you continue living your exactly. life, being, you know, living out a destiny that, that God had for you when he thought of you, why not live that out? And then man, if he comes back, great. But like David said earlier, being a worker that never has their feet up on the desk and yeah. just waiting for the boss to come back, always working, always moving forward, always making the place better, bringing the kingdom to earth at all times. And praying for your kids right and your grandkids. Yes. yes. Because somebody's got to pray for their spouse and their future, because if he exactly. doesn't come back, then God forbid that we didn't pray for them. Right. And That's then exactly and, and right. their life is just a mess because, and honestly, guys, um, I don't know if you've got, if you've kind of did any deep dives into to John Darby and when the rapture theology came about. Did you guys, have you done any of that from the 1800s? Yeah, we've done a little bit of that because um, Johnny had brought up those items and so yeah. did uh, Eberly. And so we did a little bit, but not a ton. And there's a lot in that window that came into our, our country's yes. language that yes. entered in around 1860-ish, you know, and you start you looking at, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Unity Village is a church near where, where we are here in, in Missouri. Well, you know, uh, Millard and, and uh, Fillmore. What's his first name? Okay. She's Mildred Fillmore. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the, the Fillmore, like that, that was in 1860s. You, you look at like so many uh, religions and things that- Mormonism, uh, Seventh-day yep. you know, yeah. Yep. You know, Jehovah's Witness, a lot of these things, like there was a, there was something in the earth in that moment. Evolution. That, 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 was, that was very, yes. maybe mm -hmm. evolution, absolutely. Um, uh you know, our maps began changing dramatically in, yeah. in the 1860s and then, you know, really by the early 1900s, but, but it took root then. And all of those things are, I think, to, 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 to usher in the ability 
to create a, a godless environment or yeah. at least at least an irrelevant uh, God that's like an absentee father kind of God. You hit the nail you know? on the head, David. And, and, so and that, it makes that possible. That out. Yep. And it, again, it's not, it wasn't just this, but the rapture theology changes the way you do so many things. And the, the best thing that I think the devil can do isn't try to convince you there is no God or, or to, or to go be an devil's not going to come and say, Hey, why don't you become an addict? Right. You know, uh -huh. like, right. It, it just, it just a, maybe a 1% tweak, you know, it's not a, not a whole lot, even like homosexuality versus, it's like, that's not like that big of a change, really. It's just more of a, just a small tweak, but it creates a tremendously different result yeah. in oh. everything every factor of, of yes. your life and, and, and procreation and the fact that maybe if you're not going to procreate, then you need, you need other people's children to pass your ideals onto, you know? Uh -huh. And so, or other people's it, wombs. Yeah, yes, exactly. It, it just, it, it's, it's a whole bunch of dominoes yep. in, in, in motion that would have never happened without that one small little tweak. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. You just, you just covered a whole bunch of stuff. And so come the 1900s, Basically, Schofield puts out the Schofield Reference Bible. It goes out into every church, mostly in the Baptist mm -hmm. churches. And then the Assemblies of God break off of the Baptist churches and it goes into the Pentecostal movement, even the Word of Faith, all of that. And the Schofield Reference Bible has what's called dispensationalism. Have you guys done a little deep dive into dispensationalism? Or did you, were you aware of dispensationalism before you did this? Like how premillennial dispensationalism is the theology of mainstream Christianity. Yes. Well, not that we would ever have wanted to even have taught on because it was, it, it's something that, that goes down so smooth that's around you that you don't even realize you're eating it. That's you know, a lot so of times it, it's like, like, like a little bit of arsenic can be slipped in your food and you don't even reject it. You know, it's just kind of something you just sort of swallow and, and, and ingest. So it's kind of hard telling where some of that stuff stops and where, you know, what, what little mind viruses we broke off and, and which ones that we haven't, but it's also, I think, led to a large degree, the church, instead of being known of a body of people that operate in, in victory and that operate in uh, authority over yeah. darkness, because this, that theology gives you, you rule by manipulation and fear. Yeah. Yeah. I was and looking so, for a Bible because I wanted so to be like... We, when you're when you're ruling on manipulation and fear, because like if you don't do what I say and you don't follow what I'm teaching, you're going to burn in hell forever. And yeah. and and this is you know the way. And and any minute could be the last minute, and you need to come forward and accept this now. You know, and it and it it creates it, it's highly effective mm -hmm. to There's control that fear it, to factor, control a group of people. They're it very terrifies fearful. people. Mm -hmm. And then the other worst part of it with the dispensationalism is, is the idea that came up with John Darby and it's brand new that um, God works through mankind with different dispensations. And most of your study Bibles will have dispensationalism in it based on the scope of reference Bible. But you know what that does is it takes the first half, well, three quarters of this book, the Old Testament, and it says they do not, these verses don't apply to you. They apply to Israel. Mm. And they apply to Israel's coming kingdom. And so if you're reading promises of the Bible that are the blessings of Abraham, that's not to you anymore. And suddenly right. you open Isaiah and you open up Jeremiah and the church for 2000 years was a triumphant moving forward mm -hmm. bride. I mean, you think about the crusades, you think about the founding yeah. fathers, yep. the pilgrims, the pilgrims believed that they were the new Jerusalem, that they mm -hmm. were on the, at the end of the great tribulation, they were ushering the millennial reign that would be here on earth. And that these scriptures were promises for all believers because Jews and Gentiles are one. Mm -hmm. And so you can open up Isaiah and that's for you, man. Yep. Jeremiah, that's for you, man. 
It's all, it's, it's all for all the whole body of Christ. And so what, it, when you take away these fulfillment prophecies of Jesus, you're left with almost an empty shell of a religion. And that's why the devil can keep hounding it and hounding it and hounding it. Well, how many Bibles were around that just Psalms, Proverbs, and New Testament? Mm, yeah. It, well, well, that's so much more convenient. They're nice and easy. It's smaller. It's not as heavy to carry around. We got rid of most of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. But there's just a lot of people. That's all they have. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's all they will read. That's all they think mm -hmm. that they can understand. When, as a matter of fact, for literally a, a good portion portion of the early church, they did. There was no New Testament, right? right. So, in order to expand the gospel, you were using the, the Old, Old Testament. Testament. And that's how yeah. I got Revelation Redfield. I kind of felt it my whole life because I'm not a doom and gloomer. I'm always a victorious person. But I said, Jesus, I'm going to read through this Bible. And I want you to show me yourself the scriptures that you in the Old Testament. I want to be able to lead people to Jesus through the Old Testament. And I started to do these cross-references. And I actually used the, an archaeological study Bible, which had great uh, cross-references. And it also had... Um, really good explanations of Josephus and, and, and AD 70 and the fall of Jerusalem. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And I began to see Jesus. And so what I did was my whole Bible is like, wait a minute. So if you're reading a scripture in the New Testament and, and it's saying that this is that which is spoken of, or this is fulfilled, then you go back to the Old Testament and you read the scriptures before it and you read the scriptures after it and you read the context and suddenly you're in Joel chapter two and three and, and you're seeing a whole different world because Peter gets up. That's the biggest, I think that's one of the ones mm -hmm. that Revelation red pills a lot of people. So when you, when you explain it to them at the day of Pentecost, Peter gets up, everybody's filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said, what does he say, guys? This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, mm -hmm. in the last days, your sons and daughters would prophesy, your old men would dream dreams. And so wait a minute, what does Joel talk about? Joel's talking about the last days. Joel's talking about what, what other people might call the end times. Mm -hmm. Well, that was the end times. That was the end times of the old covenant. Okay, there's no more sacrifices. The veil is rent in two. And when Christians recognize that Jesus's message was, and I and I challenge anybody to go blue go to Blue Letter Bible and put in the kingdom. Jesus's message wasn't salvation. Yeah. Mm -mm. It was the kingdom, and salvation is the door to get into the kingdom. So when you guys were, I think you guys are already kingdom minded, aren't you? And that's Definitely. that's actually the expression that we would have used all the, from from finances to um healing dealing with sick dealing with oppression dealing with depression dealing with anything coming against us would, would have been okay what kind of kingdom principle is being violated here oh. you know what what and, and kind of backing up and looking at it because we mm -hmm. most of our our career was business you deal with like dissension you have like two mm -hmm. two business people that like it's their financial best interest to get along and they can't and, and everything they say is i'm like okay th this is this is something that we're coming against. How do yeah, we break good. this? How do we take yep. authority over this table? How do I own this room? How do mm -hmm. I release God's presence? How do I shift this atmosphere? How do I own <laughs> this room? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I mean that truly, mm -hmm. um, you know, where, where no matter what room you're in, it could be, you can walk in and you know, there's a demonic, there's a demonic stronghold here. Yes. And, and that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean I have to come underneath of it because I'm in that room. That means the room has to shift because of what I am because and what I bring in, in because Boom. I stepped in it. Yep. So that, that 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 I bring that kingdom to this space. 
and I have authority over it. And there's not even a question. In 2011, we read this book called When Heaven Invades Earth by Bill Johnson. Oh, so you kind of already were revelation. Oh, yeah. So that that was 2011. And I think I highlighted everything in the book. And David was like, why didn't you just highlight the things that weren't important, yeah. like hand <laughs> or butt, you know? I mean, literally. I like the dumb parts. I know. It literally, I mean, it, it looked like it uh, It had a fight with a highlighter and it lost because truly <laughs> the whole book is highlighted. And that was for me, that was life-changing because I was like, okay, I ended up giving that book to several people. Uh, I was raised in um, you know, a family that didn't really walk in a whole lot of authority or power. Grew mm -hmm. up in the church, but not a church of power and authority. That's good. So I, I remember giving that book to my mom and she was like, whoa, okay. I mean, it blew her mind as well. And it was just interesting. I ended up giving that book to a lot of people. But that I think that for me is when things really changed and shifted was in 2011, understanding yeah. that. That's so you guys, and this is a kind of an interesting theme yeah. that we've noticed from people who are kind of, the, especially the Johnny Enlow episode, the people that like that episode sealed something in them. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, actually God had been leading me in this all along. And the only thing that the episode with Johnny did was to, like you said, kind of package it all like, mm -hmm. oh, now here's here's where all the pieces that I've been. Yeah. It's kind of like when yes. you put a puzzle together and sometimes you do section by section. Yep. And then at, at some point, it all, all the sections that you've been working on, these little pieces come together. Like that's how I see this Johnny Enlow episode and why it has been so impactful. Like I think it's, I think it was actually episode 44 because I have 45 brought up. And that, even I think episode, you're right. Episode, I think you're right. You're right. Episode 45, even in and of itself, has 270,000 views. Why? Wow. Because people, it's resonating with people. Yeah. This message yes. of, we're, and I say we, as in David and Stacey and Leah and I, because we have a platform, but this includes everybody. But we're in a movement where people are so hungry to do something, to be mm -hmm. winning. Like, you remember when Trump would come out and he would talk about us winning? Yeah, we're all so hungry to win, and when you pit that against modern end times theory, it where we fit. have to lose first, but that's okay because Jesus comes back and rescues rescues us all. It's kind of like Jesus is the Noah's Ark while everything else goes to hell in a handbasket, and I'm right. like, that's not how this is working. Okay, right. we are his hands and feet. We expand the kingdom of God. And, you know, Lee and I stand, I'm looking for generations and generations. Like I want, I want to see hundreds of years coming down the line where literally heaven invades earth and earth. And we are looking at this kind of transition that happens where at some point, five, six, seven thousand years from now, you see heaven literally like it's earth and heaven are irrecognizable from one another mm -hmm. as, as heaven literally starts to invade earth. And what, what does that look like? I mean, so, so I'm like, I don't think we can even wrap our brains around, mm -hmm. you know, when, when Jesus tells us in the, our father to pray Thy will be done on earth as it is in yeah. heaven. We yep. have, we have yet to be able to even conceive of something. My that big thing, I think I tell people who come to me and are just like, Leah, but Jesus is coming back like soon. And I say, I think to myself, I think you, you missed that Jesus came. Mm. 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 I think you missed he came because it's, it's like almost like a second savior. Because remember, if you read in the new Testament, everybody's going around so excited. <laughs> Because the Messiah has come. The Messiah has come. His kingdom has come. Jesus is like, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is here. If I preach this, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is now, right? And he's preaching this. 
Okay. And, and I feel like we miss it. And especially preaching to the Jews and trying to convert these Jewish people. Right. I've heard people in times, people say they're all going to get saved to the end. Don't even bother. Don't even bother preaching. Wait, what? What? What are you talking about? Like, don't these... don't tell Sid Roth. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but how? No, I, did you guys ever read Hal Lindsey's uh, Late Great Planet Earth or any of any of that? No. No, but it's been around. I just yeah. it, it was it was kind of one click above me generationally, and I just it, it was yeah. one of those referenced, but I didn't read right. it. Right. So that came out in the seventies, and that was a big thing that led to kind of our parents' generation giving yeah. up. So mm -hmm. Joyce, Joy Thayer, her parents got really heavily involved in the rapture theology and she got pregnant as a teenager because she wanted to have a baby before Jesus came back. Mm. And I Man. hear it so many times from so many people that I'm not going to do ABC. I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to do anything because I'm just going to wait for Jesus to come back. And we are to be a militant army marching forward, advancing the kingdom in every area. So when... How is this kind of this thing that's solidified in you? Has it changed how you um, how you view your podcast or how you go about life at all? I would say uh, we've always kind of still had that whole thought of we're supposed to be working diligent yeah. in every aspect of our life, bringing the kingdom. You know, I mean, after 2011 and kind of understanding that, mm -hmm. you know, invasion and every room that we walk in, we are bringing the kingdom of God. Every conversation that we have, we're bringing the kingdom of God. Yes. That I don't I don't know if it really changed our day to day. I think it just with things, I, what you described with a puzzle was perfect because I love to put together puzzles. You're speaking Stacy, man. Like, you are. Yeah. And so it truly is like there was all of these little sections that we had been working on. It just kind of put them together. But I still knew what the picture was going to look like. I just didn't know how they all fit together. Yeah. And so uh, I think that for me was like, it was almost like, have you ever had a piece of popcorn in your tooth? Yes. And, you know, like a kernel. And, you know, a Missouri thing. And you're like, ah. you know, you, you, you're like always working on it with your tongue. Like, I got to get this thing out. It's driving yes. me nuts. So you try to get a toothpick and you're like, you know. That's kind of how I felt until that happened because it was always yeah. in there. Like, how do these things fit together? And then yeah. once Johnny really started talking, I was like, "Ah, oh, that makes so much sense." So do you? Feel it was like it was like that that kernel came out. Have you had any pushback? And in our kind of movement, it's one of those common themes that Matthew twenty four, Mark of the Beast, six six six. Um, do you guys have you told anybody else? Have you kind of ventured in? Are you? I'm saying it on my podcast. If you watch it, you watch it. But you, do you kind of tiptoe around like the other people in our movement? Uh, I, kinda... I think probably what David and I do is we are seed planters. Yeah. We're more like, you know, uh, we plant a seed and then, um, you know, we may come back to that later and touch on it again, mm -hmm. where it's more like we're, we are putting stuff out there and then letting people dig and search. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you know, in the, in the ways that you can day in, day out. Um, okay, okay, let's say, let's say for example, that um, what you said earlier about the kingdom coming down and it gets so close that eventually, you know, they, they, they merge. Well, what would that look like? Well, it would, it would look a lot like taking authority over things that come against you. Jesus never blessed the storm. Jesus, every person he prayed for got healed. Um, every room that he was in, and he also had a peace. He could he could he could wake up and calm a storm, or he could take a nap during it. It didn't matter either way, because of the presence that 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 he carried. Um, the thing I would ask a lot of Christians, and probably myself sometimes, and we'll challenge each other on this a little bit, is like if everything you prayed over the last week, if every one of those things came true, would the world be any better? 
Oh, would it make if God answered all your prayers, would it make any difference really? Wow. In your life or anyone else's, even just on a basic thing. Mm -hmm. And the things you, know, you meditate on. And that goes a lot of stress. Most people pray for stuff that, you know, a local, you know, Kiwanis club could do, you know, not, doesn't require God, you know, wow. um, let alone um, praying in a way that assumes the kind of authority that, you know, we, we've got to be around the Trumps a little bit, not Donald, but Eric quite a bit. And we, I think we've interviewed him four or five times, had a lot of good conversations, you know, with him. And, uh, he, he sat behind us on a plane ride from um, Oregon to Atlanta one night. He was on a red eye flight. He was in the seat right behind us and just a normal dude. But as he, you know, um, my point with bringing him up is because there's an authority, I would think, in their business worlds, you know, because Eric runs Trump International, every property, every golf course. He's the top person in charge of everything. Well, I'm sure also that if his, you know, if his dad, you know, came along, there's a problem. His dad would probably get involved and maybe carry more weight on a, on a situation. And I'm talking like with their employees and stuff. I'm not talking about like with like political and deep state and all yeah, this kind of stuff. Right. I'm just saying um, he has a lot of authority to say something and have it be done inside those companies huh. Yeah, because of his last name. Yeah. Now, he also has a responsibility to his father to run it in a way that honors the ethics in the way that that's run. Everyone I've and ever, respect of his and dad. the respect, you know, cause you say, well, that's nepotism. He's just there because of his last name. Well, it doesn't hurt, <laughs> but, but also if he was running it in the ground, you know, he, I'm sure his dad would replace him because sure. everything depends on that. There's, you know, there's a reason why he's the one that runs it and, and no one else. And mm -hmm. so it, it, it's, he's, he's wired very uniquely towards leading people in a way that people want to follow him, right. you know, in the same way that his dad does, where he can kind of communicate well with mm -hmm. the concrete guy and the executive guy and the cab driver, like everybody, mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone I've been around that really, really respects Eric a lot. Well, that, that kind of dynamic between he and his father and the authority that he carries, what he expects, but also the way that he behaves you know, he, you know, dad always tell him, don't drink, don't smoke, don't do drugs, you know, all these things. Those were like moral code ethics that came from Donald because of the relationship with his brother, Fred, that, that Eric like exemplifies when he got on the plane and he sat behind us, he worked, he had, he had a glass of water and then he pulled a, a baseball hat down over his eyes and he slept most of the flight. Mm -hmm. He wasn't tanked. He wasn't hitting on the stewardess. He wasn't doing anything. You know, it was like, he was if there was a hidden camera, his dad would have been like, yeah, that's my son. He worked and he got sleep and we got on the ground, you know, he was hitting it again. I, I say all that, that this isn't like a pro Trump thing. It's just like, that's just a really good model because of the success that they create multi-generationally where a lot of, you know, successful people, their, their kids don't, don't operate like that. That is what I carry in every room because of my father, not, yeah not not my my biological dad but the authority i have okay. over the things in every room i i expect them to change because i'm in charge i have i have the last name i have the authority mm -hmm. of what's going on in that space period yeah and if there's and if i'm in a real pickle i can i can even call on more because i have unlimited access to a higher authority even than me but i've been given the authority to rule and reign in wow. every situation, not wow. over you and over people, but over everything that would come against me, yes. not flesh and blood, but every principality and power that would, that would try to bring darkness into the spaces come that I'm on, in. Preach. That's, mm -hmm. that's what we carry. And I think that's 
the theology that I think that we're designed to walk out day in, day out. That is the essence of why we're doing the Revelation Red Pill. You just that, summed it up perfectly. That's exactly why we do it. Uh, because, and quite frankly, it's become very interesting to me, all the ins and outs. But really, that's it. We are ki we're, we're, the, we're kids of the king. We are ki <laughs> he is literally king of kings and we're kings and priests. Mm -hmm. And we need to reign now. And, you know, there will never be a time when Jesus is more powerful than he is today. Wow. He, there will never be a time when he has more authority. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there will never be a time when you have more authority. Jesus said, and I say this all the time on the show, behold, I've given you all the power over all the power of the enemy. Yep. There, we don't get any more power over the enemy because we mm -hmm. already have all power over all the power of the enemy. It's just our own lives that are our own mindset that's keeping us from accessing these things. And I really feel like this end times mentality is keeping people from accessing. And you've noticed what's happened over the past 100 years is things have gotten worse and worse and worse. And it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you have like, oh, is the vaccine the mark of the beast? Well, hey, maybe they read Tim LaHaye's book too, <laughs> right? And they're yeah. like, hey, yeah, let's try that. Let's get our <laughs> own little clash ball. Maybe he, we can make, you want to be the Antichrist? You know what I mean? Like, let's make these Christians afraid. Okay, so I know you guys have to go. Do you have any final thoughts for our viewers? And then after your final thoughts, let them know where they can find you guys. You know, we mentioned Matt and Joy Thayer quite a bit. I'll make sure people know how to find them at, at Sparrow Pictures Pictures on, on, Rumble. on Rumble. Find their channel because it's, it's a hidden gem there. They have all this footage from being documentary filmmakers yes. that, that then they take and they use. And they have great teachings. And Matt's done some, some teachings on this on his Rumble channel as well, uh, which are just Phenomenal, and I think if you're hungry for more of this, you know that's a that's another great spot, and they're also a couple of the best uh, people uh, on, on the planet. On, we love them. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so um, the, the other thing I say, just kind of in finishing what I was saying there a minute ago about you know taking you know authority and your your prayers being answered, I think we all need to take an account of we should we should stand out in a way that we are living victorious, mm -hmm. and and if you're not, then something's broken. You know, um, so it's like if 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 I came to Cincinnati and I saw you guys walking on the side of the road, I'm like, hey, are you exercising? You're like, no, uh, our cars broke. I was like, well, then what can we do to fix it? And you're like, well, I, you know, it's just kind of who I am. My car just kind of breaks a lot. Wow. And then my, par my parents' car broke a lot. And, you know, I just think kind of that's God's will for me. God wanted me to be a better walker. And so that's why my car is broken. Like you build a theology around the problem versus, you know, how can I pray against that and solve so it? Good. And, and mm -hmm. so like uh, – being being accountable on that level and, and and applying that to each situation, we should be. And this isn't uh, prosperity gospel or anything like that, but it's also it's not it's not being dumb, sick, and broke gospel either. Mm -hmm. You know, in in every category, we should be asking for Solomon like wisdom. There's a whole book of Proverbs where where we're given principles to be able to build businesses, build lives, build marriages. There's there's one for every day of the month, and so so these things are available to us that that we can. They, what, how would God look at this situation? Mm. And then just begin, like, like Eric Trump would probably say, Hey, how would my dad handle this situation? Mm -hmm. You know, and then, and then do, do that and expect that. So, anyway, that's my last two cents. And I would say that, you know, we were born for such time as this. It's mm. not an accident. You know, we weren't um, born a thousand years ago or not a hundred years from now. Yeah. We're alive right now. And that each person is a piece of a puzzle that God's putting together. And we all have to bring that piece of the puzzle and that we were created with the destiny. And it's exciting to be alive and to be every single day. It's like 
when I get up in the morning, it's like, okay, God, what do you have for me today? That's good. And each day living it to the fullest. So, and you can find us when you go to uh, the flyoverconservatives.com, flyoverconservatives.com uh, on Rumble. That's where our biggest platform is. And that's just flyover conservatives. And then we have an app, uh, the flyover app. Uh, it's absolutely free. It doesn't cost any money. And all of our episodes are there. So. I That's love that you guys have an app. I was actually checking that out today and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally downloading the app. I'm definitely going to make that a part of my... You've got regulars that come on. You have the who's who in our movement on your show all the time. You're breaking the news all the time. Uh, David, you started our program here. Um, Behind, Behind the, the scenes. scenes with prayer. Um, and I wondered... Uh, if either of you wanted to end uh, your segment. In now, prayer. for those of you that are going to stick around, we're going to do another hour and probably do some Q&A. I know a lot of you guys have been wanting to us to answer specifics and questions. We will do that. So don't go anywhere. But David, I, I agree with Leah. If you could end our segment with you guys with prayer, that would be amazing. Go ahead, baby. Let's do it. All right. Yep. Might as well. It's, it's, it's free. And I could use the practice. So, <laughs> Come on. We want some of that kingdom anointing to spread. Yeah, it, never, it never hurts anything. Oh. Father, I just say that we love you. I just, I just am so thankful to, 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 to be a part of this time right now and this show and, and, um, people are being, being red pilled. What a funny term. And, uh, <laughs> you've been doing it since, since the beginning of time, Yes. waking people up, God, to an awareness of, of, of your, of your presence God, which is an awareness of your goodness, which is an awareness of your authority, which is an awareness of your perfect holiness yeah and god i just i just pray for our nation that, that we go from being a nation that's known for being a christian nation god a nation that 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 does that does love you but also a nation god that increases their awareness to be able to fear you mm. um and respect and honor the way that you have, have have set things in motion in a certain way in the god that we work with you in conjunction with your ways wow. to bring about change in this earth the god that we don't try to just bend and, and 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 pull you and nag you into these situations. We just operate effortlessly, God, with the way that you have done it. I just ask for more wisdom from you for our, our nation. God, the, the people hit their knees and they look to you first. Mm. God, in our marriages, let them exemplify you, your principles, that, that we honor each other. Yeah. God, let other people know that that we are yours by the way we love one another. Wow. Yeah. Each and every day, whether whether those people are on our team or not, God help us take authority over darkness, over every mm. enemy of you, mm. over every enemy uh, of your kingdom, and love the people that you created, and uh, um, give us insights, God, how to be effective in those relationships, and God, we can we can operate more in your righteousness than just being right. Wow, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, so you guys good. are so special. I mean, just honestly, to, to hang out with somebody who literally puts God first and goes into those situations, um, I'm honored to uh, call you guys friends, and we're honored to have you guys in this movement. And I just pray that your channel just continues to reach more and more people because you are doing his work in this hour. And it is, and I will tell you, I will say this. I don't know if it's the end of the world, but we are going to see Jesus come back mm -hmm. in a mighty powerful way. And yes. there is going to be a flip and it is going to be in our lifetime. Yes. Woo! So we can definitely, that's what I'm seeing. I'm feeling it. We're all feeling it, that there is a flip and it's actually going to happen pretty soon. Yeah. Amen. I totally agree with the that. Anointing is, and darkness is going the way of the dinosaur. <laughs> Love it.
We love totally you guys. Thank you. I agree. Thank 100%. you so much Thank for having us on. It's an honor. If you guys have any snippets or new information, you say, hey, maybe I want to come on the resistance. I want to come back on Red Pill. You let us know, and the we slot be is open. We want to have you, you guys back again. We would love it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Be honored. Have a great night. All right. Bye, bye guys. guys. Okay. Bye bye. All right. What Ooh, a absolutely, what a I mean, just phenomenal. What did they Phenomenal. Like, basically, we should have just called it the Kingdom episode with David and Stacey. Yeah. Because that's all, like, that's what's overflowing in their hearts. Yeah. And they're like, I, guys, I just, I just want to talk about how we move forward. How Come God on. moves forward. How the Kingdom expands. You know, I can't tell you how excited I am to have David and Stacy on our program. I know. To have them explain yeah. how they, even they are like, I know we are winning. Yes. I know we are advancing the kingdom. And, and I we think win. My biggest takeaway from having David and Stacy on here tonight was when David talks about going into a room. Yeah. Right. And he just, owns the room he owns the situation because he has this authority that yes. god has given us there's no question and that's how we need to act that's how you guys need you need to know who you are in christ yes. that's what the revelation red pill is all about now i do want to get to uh one of the questions that i saw here i think it was from virginia um, an excellent, excellent question because Virginia, you may not, this may be your very first revelation red pill episode. We're 20 in, this is our 20th episode. Very, very exciting. And, uh, she said, I'm so confused. Are you all saying that the tribulation is not going to happen? Mm. Um, and then later on her comment says, if you look at a tapestry, the backside is a hot mess, but the other side is beautiful. I am still on the hot mess side, but I plan on being on the other side. That is beautiful. All colors. Um, you Which bring us together as God's about. children. Um, here's the thing, Virginia, to answer your first question. When we talk about has the tribulation already happened? Yes, it has absolutely. We are not waiting for a tribulation. And that's what John and or, uh, David and Stacey are talking about. That's what Johnny Enloe is talking about. Um, when it comes to what we talk, victorious eschatology. Eschatology is the study of end times, okay? There are so many different things and ins and outs and where people land. Are you pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib? Meaning, do you believe that the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation? Do you think that the rapture is going to happen in the middle of the tribulation? Do you think the rapture is going to happen after the tribulation? And those are all terms in modern end times eschatology. But then there are those of us most people refer to it as post-millennial, right? Where we go back to what happened in AD 70, where Jesus literally looks in Matthew 24, it's called the Olivet Discourse. It's the scripture where Jesus essentially prophesies the destruction of the temple and the ending of all sacrifices and what the Christians were going to have to go through in that 40-year generation. And he looks at the Pharisees and he looks at the Sadducees and he says, all the blood of all the prophets from righteous Abel to Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you slew at the altar, is going to come on you and this generation. 
one generation was 40 years and within 40 years and remember um the he had prophesied the destruction of the temple and the disciples thought maybe he meant it figuratively but he was also asking he was they asked him so when is when are these things going to be right and he's again telling them it's going to happen to y'all i'm looking at you i'm talking to you and then it literally does and I mean, literally, the reason modern end times theory with this combination of a seven year tribulation and a rapture is essentially brand new. It's only 150 years old and it has spread through the last 150 years to all the reaches of Christianity. But prior to like uh, David was talking about, the 1860s, it didn't exist. No one believed in a rapture or seven-year tribulation because the combination of those two things together is nowhere in the Bible. Frankly, it just does not exist. And when you go back to the all of the prophecies of a any kind of tribulation and all the trouble that, that the Christians were going to go through, it all points to AD 70. It all points to the years leading up to that and what they were going to go through. Um Jesus said, when you see all of these things, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, flee to the hills. When Jerusalem was surrounded by armies within a generation that Jesus prophesied exactly to like the day almost, the Christians fled to the hills. They fled to a city called Pella. Not one Christian died in the destruction of Jerusalem. Now, I'm giving you a recap for those of you that are tuning in and you've never heard this before. It's completely outlandish. It's because the history of Christianity has been censored just like our Christian history. Not knowing what happened in AD 70, and I say this all the time, is the equivalent of being an American and having never heard of the Revolutionary War. But just like now, where they're trying to wash our history away so that they can rewrite it for their agenda, the same thing has happened with the history of what happened in AD 70 and the fall of Jerusalem. A third of the Jews died. At that time... When chaos was happening, all the Jews knew you go to Jerusalem. So they did. They all went to Jerusalem. They went in. They they kind of boarded themselves in. They had the, the Jerusalem could have surrounded any. I mean, or could have. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It could have sustained. Could have sustained anything. Really, it fell from within. It fell from the chaos that was going on within the uh the walls of jerusalem and the zealots that were there and they were uh eating children they were burning food they were ruining food they were i mean what was going on the abomination of desolation that was literally happening within the temple um just it, i mean it was everything that we imagine the end times being literally happened and a million jews died a million can you imagine that like we can't even imagine that many Jews in one place at one time, but a million of them died so much so that the river was, the bodies had mounded, like you could almost walk across the river on the bodies, blood everywhere. I mean, it was, I I would say actually our understanding of a tribulation is nothing in comparison to what actually happened to the Jews at the fall of Jerusalem. And this, and that moment, not one stone was, was, left upon another just exactly the way that Jesus prophesied it. And never again have there been sacrifices in the temple. Literally everything changed in that moment. And when you read Josephus, he's one of the greatest authorities, um, histories, uh, historians 
ever, even secular people understand this as being fact, everything that he says. I mean, it doesn't get any more factual than what Josephus wrote at the time he lived it. He was there at the fall of Jerusalem. Um, the things that he prophesies, brother rising against brother, turning against brother, um, the, the eating of the children, this, this, uh, cannibalism essentially that happened in there. Um, they, you know how it says Jesus coming on the clouds. Literally this man was not a Christian. He was just a Jew. Um, I'm not even sure if he died as a Christian. I don't think he did at all. I think he, I, I hope that he died a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's no historical reference of that. Mm -hmm. He said that it, there was seen an army in the clouds, riding in the clouds. This is docu factually documented that they, they saw an army and they heard them say the words, let us go hence. Um, so when I say, has the tribulation already happened? Yes. And this should be, this should come as good news that we do not have to go through any sort of tribulation. And this idea of a tribulation and a rapture being so new, I hear all the time, they're like, okay, Michelle, well, I, I, I can take your factual evidence of the tribulation having applied to AD 70 and the, and the, and the, and the Jews, but I just believe it's going to happen again. You're allowed to believe that, but it's not prophesied anywhere in the old Testament. It's not spoken of anywhere in the new Testament. And there is no reason to believe that other than modern end times theory. That's only 150 years old. Does that make sense? So Virginia, I hope that that answers some of your questions as to a revelation red pill in 10 minutes. Re that was a revelation to red pill in less than 10 minutes. Okay. I think. So, um, what I want to do, and Leah may have a couple of other plans for the rest of tonight. Cause you know, we usually go three hours. We probably won't go three hours tonight, but we can at least go for, um, another 45 minutes to an hour or so. What we have not done on this show, even though we, we, we welcome your questions in the chat, but we haven't done a dedicated show to, all right, we've been tuning in with you for almost 20 episodes. Let's say yeah. this is the person. And there's just this one sticking point. There's this one thing that I don't quite understand. There's no wrong question, right? And there may not be an answer that we can give you. But we will do our best. Um, maybe there's one thing that we've mentioned several times and you're like, you keep saying this, but I don't get it. Um, or maybe you have a question that applies to, and maybe you understand it all, but you have a question on how do I give this to a person that's telling me X, Y, Z. Like I've tried oh, to tell them okay. this and they've come back at this. What do I say to them? So maybe they're not even your questions. Maybe they're questions from someone else because what I'm getting from a lot of you guys in the emails is that you are trying to spread this message. And I am so proud of you. And some people are very receptive and other people are not. And I loved what one woman had said when she tried to share it with somebody and they had all these questions. She said, just go watch all of the episodes. <laughs> just go watch great. all the episodes Virginia says thanks I will get the book I want to understand you know instead of getting Josephus which you totally can but this is a big uh, there's two books in one could here could you go get down there uh, the wars of the Jews is the part where you would that would that's be that would be what Let's, you would get but don't start with this that's kind of college this is level. like calculus that's a re that is a reference book that's good yeah that's a reference to understand if you want somebody to break it down if you could go down there and get the um the last days according to Jesus. David Chilton is kind of one of the best. 
Paradise Restored. This is a book that comes highly recommended from Joy and Matt Thayer. Um, the Last Days According to Jesus is down there. I'm looking. Um, the Last Days According to Jesus. Oh, okay. Okay. No, we'll start here. This is the simplest one. If you just want to kind of get an idea of what we're talking about here, um, this is by R.C. Sproul, highly respected theologian, no longer with us. Um, he wrote this book, and it answers very simple questions, not the in-depth ones that you need, you know, who's the beast and what's this, what's that. Basically, he breaks down what's called the Olivet Discourse, which is kind of what we base the Great Tribulation on, which is found in mostly in Matthew 21, Mark 13, and um, Luke. Luke 21. And there are, there are several predictions that Jesus makes, and he makes some very non-negotiable timestamps. He says that it will happen in that generation. That is non-negotiable. And when you read the book of Revelation, it starts and ends with, Behold, I come quickly. quickly. The timestamps are very much in, in the realm of, of fast and quickly. And so we can have a lot of questions about, was this fulfilled? Was that fulfilled when you're reading Matthew 24 and Luke 21? But the, the biggest one to understand is, Jesus looked at the temple mm -hmm. and he said, not one stone will be laid upon another. And the disciples said, when he did, after Jesus gives this whole kind of doom and gloom thing and one will be taken and the other left, they say, when will all these things be? And yeah. he says, this generation shall not pass. And the generation was 40 years and Jesus died somewhere around... AD 30 to AD 33 and then in AD 70 the whole temple was destroyed just as Jesus prophesied it's literally in my opinion if not the greatest Christian apologetic one of the the most intense powerful Christian apologetics if you're talking to an atheist to prove that Jesus was at least a prophet he prophesied that Herod had helped build, rebuild that temple and make it more magnificent. It's, it was called, kind of called Herod's Temple, which is pretty blasphemous. But um, that Herod's rebuilt temple would be destroyed. Yeah. And then it, and he, and he gave a timestamp. He said within the generation, within and a generation was forty years, and then it happened. Yeah. Incredibly powerful. And one last book that I we have to recommend because this is our friend. Um, not just and, have to. This well, is a, this is um, not. It's excellent. And Corey's book, Born Again as Kings, Corey You can Gray. get it on Amazon today. Okay. This book right here really, to me, explains heaven invading earth. Yeah. So if you want to know what does heaven invading earth look like, what, what, was, what was David and Stacy talking about? Get this one. Okay. Yeah. If you want to know the ins and outs of the book of Revelation and how does it all work together, get this book. If you want to know what about Matthew 24, get this book. <laughs> for our podcast listeners, Leah was saying the last days according to Jesus. It's for the Matthew 24. David Chilton's book is on. Um, and if you want a good overview, I a lot of people's lives have been changed by reading um, 
the Victorious Eschatology And book. Victorious Eschatology. There's, yeah, there's so many. Lot. There's, there's a lot. lot. And um, Matt Thayer had given us a lot of resources. I keep that in on resistancechicks.com on every episode. Um, I think that the link to that is there. I do want to address, so um, Sherry had asked, she said, as I asked you guys about questions. Um, because I wanted to do a Q&A with David and Stacey, but they could only stay for an hour. Um, so we're going to kind of do a different type of Q&A with you guys now for the, for the second half of the show. So she says, I was going to say the thousand year reign, but Serge put out videos on that. I think maybe what we should do is talk about the different ideas because there's not a settled in, in the post-millennialism, right? There's not a settled idea of a thousand year reign. There are several different ones. So you will notice, and we are episode 20, and we have not covered the thousand-year reign. Yeah. And why would that be? Why would that be? Because the clear things in the Bible must help guide you to the unclear things. Yeah. And guide you through the unclear things. And I think I told you guys at the beginning, there will be things that we cover later. And then there will be things where once we have the foundation, then there are schools that kind of go off a little bit here, go off a little bit here, go off a, a little bit here. But none of those matter with the victorious eschatology. 100%. And moving things forward. Because any way you view a thousand year reign, if you are believing that Matthew 24 is fulfilled, that the Old Testament uh, fulfills the New Testament, and we're moving forward then the thousand year reign what what is it so uh, i definitely highly recommend you listen to surge break down the thousand year reign and if that resonates with your spirit then go with that and it that would be good and that is god when it comes to thousand year reign i'm going to be honest i have read and reread <laughs> and read and reread and felt completely convinced that right now we're in the thousand year reign right meaning an infinite number god owns the cattle on a thousand hills it doesn't mean he doesn't own the thousand and one it's not a limited number it's an infinite number that goes on and on and on and on and on yes because that is it's what, a forever thing because that is what makes the most sense to me now and, and is actually true even if you don't call it a thousand year reign okay the truth of we reign forever as mm -hmm. kings and priests. Uh, is it? I think everyone agrees on that. There's no like. There's no question about that. It's the question. I think people want to know the little nitty gritty of this one little phrase. This thousand year reign. When did it happen? When does it happen? What is it that was referred to? Okay, that's the question. But as far as actually ruling and reigning forever and ever and ever as we believe that we are, we say that that is the thousand year reign. But other people would be like, I don't think that that's the thousand year reign, but I agree that we do reign forever and ever and ever. So let's read it. Um, Revelation 20. And if I were, if we're going to go through Revelation and we'll get to this and we'll build this up. To, and I've said this on when we did our first Revelation Red Pill. I said, when we get to some of these other things, I'm going to tell you the way I kind of see it at the moment. Okay? And these, these other, like, shoot-offs, we're still figuring this out. Okay? So, I saw an angel come down from heaven, having a key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Now, here's the question. Is Satan bound now? Yes. 
So clue number one. He's bound now. The Bible says we can bind we can bind the devil. Yes. We have all authority over the devil, okay? And he cast him into the bottomless pit and he shut him up and he set a seal upon him that he should not do what? Deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after he shall must be loosed for a little season. Now, this is the trick. One of the interesting clues on this, or maybe it's not even a clue, it's it's just a it's a snippet. He says, and then I and and I saw. Okay. And I saw they uh and I saw I saw thrones and they sat upon them. Judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now, this is a very interesting thing because this is obviously referencing the first century Christians. Yes. This is referencing... Because we know that we do not face the mark of the beast. We face an idea of a mark of a beast. It, that's just kind of a perpetual thing. You don't accept Satan, right? right? But the actual mark of the beast, that Nero, that 666, does not and will never apply to us. Yeah, and it was given to the judgment. Okay, judgment. And then it says... But the rest of the dead didn't live until the thousand years were finished. Now, is that the rest of us? Because where, where are these people living? Where are they reigning? And is this if this is referencing just those who were, were in the, that, first re, that first generation... Ruling and reigning and giving judgment over who? Who's being born? What is this thousand year reign, right? Um, but the rest of the dead didn't live again until the thousand years were finished. And this is the first resurrection. So wait a minute. The rest of the dead. Am I not in that? Because it doesn't sound like it from the very, from the very first verses that, I, that we are doing anything when we die. But we know that Paul says... Apart from to be depart from the Lord is to be present or depart from the body is to be present with the Lord. So where are these people? Are they somewhere else? No, they're in heaven, ruling and reigning. And when we die, we go to heaven and rule and reign. Okay? So blessed is he, blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On the part on such the second death has no power. Well, guess what, guys? We have died with Christ and we have been risen with Christ. You know what's never mentioned is the third resurrection. That's right. I've already died with Christ. He said, we have to die. You know, when Jesus said you have to be born again, that's a literal death. Yeah. You have to be born again. And he says to us, Jesus says, guess what? If you, the whole point of Jesus coming was, he, he said, I'm going to give you eternal life. Mm -hmm. That means I can't die. Right. That means I am already a part of this first resurrection. So the clear scriptures must interpret the unclear scriptures. That's good. Okay. Um, the second death has no power. So guess what? But they shall be priests of God and Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So wait a minute. You are really messing with our heads, John. <laughs> because everything in the New Testament says that I'm a priest. Yeah. Everything in the New Testament says I rule and reign with Christ. That I am a king and a priest. Right. 
So whose leg are you pulling? <laughs> okay, the, the rest of the dead didn't live until the thousand years was finished. This was the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that takes part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of our God and our Christ. And when the thousands of years had expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle. And the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went upon the breadth of the earth and encompassed the camp and the saints of about and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it and from the face of the earth and the, uh, and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. Well, here's the thing that that had fled away that that's the temple that scripture right there. Okay. The earth and the heaven fled away. That was the temple that was no more. John was writing while the temple was still there in order to reach heaven. You had to go to the temple, which was represented the earth. And it had, and, and we talked about this, the temple, when you see heaven and earth shall pass away, that is talking about all of the law, all of the prophets, all but of the things. But it was literally, literally back then. You have to understand context. We understand what we mean when we say the jab. Everybody knows that. Um, and this wasn't a code. It was just called the heavens and the earth. Yeah, the temple the was The temple called. was literally, there's literally called the heavens of the earth. And so when John says the heavens and the earth, he's literally talking about the temple. Yeah. And, um, and there was found no place for them. No place for heaven and earth. Well, what do you mean there's no place for heaven and earth? No place? No, there was no, there's no more place for the temple. Exactly. There's no more place for these earthly things. There's no more place for the, the goblets and the amulets and everything that the Jews held so dear. Sacred. This is what John was prophesying, the end of the old covenant. And all of these, everything in Revelation is, a, is about a ceremony. It's a divorce. And a new marriage. And so we have to interpret Revelation and pull out what we know is clear. I know that the church is the bride of Christ. Not engaged to Christ. Oh, come on. Not the fiance of Christ. But the bride. The wife. And if you have, if you have a husband and a wife, then you had to have a marriage. And if you've had a marriage, then you've had a wedding. And if you've had a wedding, then you've had a wedding feast. Okay. And so when we are seeing this great road throne judgment, we're going to see the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. You see, the old Jerusalem was still standing when John was writing this book. Okay. And he was prophesying the destruction and Jerusalem was where everything happened for a Jew. What did that mean? Jerusalem was where God dwelt. You know, we really don't have anything. I've been racking my brain for the past five minutes to do a comparison. We don't have anything the to compare it to. The temple was where God himself dwelt. Yeah. The priest was the only one who could go into the Holy of Holies. And that only once a year. But he said the tail, the, the, the vent has been torn. The veil. Now, you said the vent. The tent, the, the, the veil has been torn. And, and Paul says, or Hebrews, whoever wrote Hebrews, maybe it's Shebrews, um, 
the, the veil has been torn and now we enter in and we offer up sacrifices, spiritual sacrifices, just like the highest of high priests. Yeah. And one of the things I am so excited to bring you guys in a future episode is we are going to break down the churches and the letters to the churches and, and, and the gifts that are given to the church if they overcome. Mm-hmm. One is given a new name. One is given a crown. One's given a garment. One's given a key. And all these things that come together, and these are given to the seven churches, and we get to grasp all these amazing things as we enter into the kingdom. So after, so there's the great right throne, and him that set, set on it, and from whose face the earth and the, and the heavens fled away, and I saw the dead small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. Do you know that the Jews, in order to go to heaven, that book had to be opened? Because otherwise, the the the, the believing, well, not just Jews, but everyone who died before Jesus, their names were either written in the book of life or they weren't. Right. And when Jesus came and preached the gospel to the captives in in Abraham's bosom where everybody was sleeping and resting where David went and slept. Okay. Then he, he took them to heaven. And so all of we are surrounded now yeah. with a great cloud of witnesses that weren't there before. Okay. They're in heaven now. They're in heaven now. And how are they in heaven? Because they were judged by this book. And the book was open. It was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in those books according to their works. And the sea, the Gentiles, gave up their dead which were in it. And the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. And this is a whole other topic for a whole show on the resurrection of the dead. Um, but I will tell you this. There's another timestamp that is uh, an amazing scripture. And I'm going to bring it up over here. And, it, and Jesus uh, says, I, I tell you a truth. I'm not going to have internet, am I? I can plug in. I'm not even... Hmm, not even a, he says, maybe I just bring it up on my phone. I t- the queen of the south shall arise and the uh, and judge this generation. Wait a minute. What do you mean? So shall arise and judge this generation, not everybody else. Okay, that is Matthew. I think it's Luke 11 and Matthew 20 and Matthew 12. So let's click on Luke 11. So, Luke, I'm going to, Luke 11. Let's just start, it, that, he starts with the, uh, our Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he gives the sign of Jonah. And he says, Okay. And the, as the crowds increased, Luke eleven twenty nine, Jesus said, this is a wicked generation. Which generation? We have to know timestamp. That generation. He's talking to those people. This, right gener- then, this generation, you and me. Not you and me. Them. It asks for a sign. And none will be given to it except for the sign of Jonah. What was the sign of Jonah? 
that he was uh, three days in the belly of a whale. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is the sign. Yes. That's your sign. I'm yes. going to rise from the dead. Okay. For as Jonah was a sign to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to this, let's circle that, generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the people of what? This generation. And condemn them, this generation, for she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand at judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And now something greater than Jonah is here. So when we're reading about this resurrection, when we're reading about this judgment, we are talking about everybody under the old covenant. Because now we're under a new kind of judgment. The whole world lies under a different set of rules. Do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? That's the set of rules. Boom. These people are judged by their works. Mm. I'm not judged by my works. I plead the blood of Jesus. Um, I plead him. Not my works. Okay, that guy. I believed in him. He came. He saved me. He washed me from my sins. That guy, he's my Savior. Can I come into heaven? Boom, you're in. Okay? It, this, it's cut and dry simple, but it wasn't cut and dry simple. The whole, uh, the, the, were the Jewish holidays for nothing? There's a whole holiday about getting your sins forgiven for the year. Yeah. The Day of Atonement, right? Rosh Hashanah. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We got to make sure we're right with God so that we can be good for the next year in case the Messiah comes. Thankfully, that does not apply to us. But it did to them. Yes. It absolutely did to them. And it wasn't a made up thing. They had to do those things in order to be ready for when the Messiah would come. And now the Messiah has come. And now we don't do all those things. Rosh Hashanah, Day of Atonement, fasting and praying, ashes on our head. No, we get out, we get in our prayer closet and we say, Jesus, would you forgive me of my sins? Right. And so this is that judgment. Okay. And then I saw a new heaven. And a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Now, I'm answering your questions before you answer, before you ask them. The new heavens and new earth. Well, what does that look like in the Old Testament? What what is that being? What is that prophesying? Always, um, where is it in the Old Testament? Isaiah 65. Uh, I always think it's Isaiah 50, uh, 61. Isaiah 65. Very simple. Judgment and salvation. I revealed myself to those who did not ask of me. Has that happened? Yes. I was found to those who did not seek me. Has yes, that happened? Yes, happened. To a nation that did not call upon my name, I said, here I am, here I am. Yes. All day long, I have held up my hands to an obstinate people who walk in, my, uh, in ways that are not good, pursuing their own imaginations, a people who continually provoke me to my face. And then... It goes on to say, see, I will create a new heavens and new earth. So he's talking about the Jewish people, the obstinate nation of Israel. Those people, I'm found of a people who didn't seek me. And remember, Jesus came and fulfilled all the law and the prophets, which means that anything that was prophesied of Jesus in the Old Testament has been fulfilled. So he says, the former things will not be remembered. So I'm actually going to go to my trusty little... Bible that I own. Oh, fling and paper all fling over and, oh, here. Oh, shoot. I'm going to need that one. That one's We've fine. got a jokester in the chat. Jonathan says, wasn't it Pinocchio stuck in the whale? 
Yes, Jonathan. But don't you think that the writer of Pinocchio may have gotten a little something something there from the Jonah? I think a little did. play on that that there. Where where's Isaiah's? Isaiah's before Jeremiah, isn't it? It is. So I'm gonna give you a few clues on the new heavens and new earth. Oh, by the way, uh, Isaiah 65.1 is Romans 10. You know it's fulfilled. New heavens and new earth. Where are we? All right. Be glad and rejoice forever in which I create. For behold, I create a new, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. And I will uh, rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall no more be heard, nor the voice of crying. There shall... Be no more an infant of days, which means an infant that dies, or an old man that has not fulfilled out his days. Now, if this is eternity, why are people dying? It says an old man is going to live out his days, but he's still going to be old. And the child shall die at 100 years old. This is not eternity. The new heavens and new earth is now. But what it is, is it, what it means is in this new heavens and new earth, we have renewable body parts. We can have regenerated minds, regenerated bodies. We're living out of heaven in a way that we're not even manifesting yet, that we can be manifesting, that we should be manifesting. That Here's the thing. You can know Jesus but not be living out of the new Jerusalem. Yeah. Not be living out of the new heavens and the new earth. They shall build and not another inhabit. They shall plant and not another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Are you working in heaven? No, this is life here on earth. The new heavens and the earth is life here in earth. It says, they shall not labor in vain. What does that mean? Or bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, um, I will hear. And the uh, wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like a bullock and dust shall be the serpent's meat. And they shall not hurt or destroy in my holy mountain, says the Lord. Well, we do know that the serpent is Satan, Right. And the Satan is back to the dust. That means Satan is still, Satan goes back to where he's at. He's not ruling and reigning over here. I don't think people quite understand where Satan was from the fall of Adam until Jesus. Okay? He was literally the prince of the powers of the air. Guess what? He's not now. He had, he literally was a, a reigning being. When he takes Jesus up to tempt him, he shows him all the kingdoms and he says, I can give these to you. Why? Because they were his. They're not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And he went back to the dust. So this goes back to the curse of Adam. And by one man's fall, all mankind was, was destined under death and sin. Side note, it wasn't Eve, by the way. It was Adam. And Adam, what was the it's other part? Injured. What was the other part of Adam's fall? Said the separation from God and that he would have to, his work would be toil. Yes. So Jesus came to redeem Adam. Which is what this scripture specifically And put him about. back to where he's saying, he says, and you will not labor in vain nor bring forth for trouble. For you're the seed of the blessed of the Lord. So we now become the seed of Abraham. We get the blessing of Abraham because we become, Jesus is actually the seed of Abraham as well. And we become that generation that picks up that mantle and we start over. Yep. We have to recognize the redemption of Eden. Come on. The redemption. Jesus. Here's the thing. If by one man, Adam all fell, it says by one man, Christ 
all can be redeemed. What does that mean? That means we're redeemed back to Eden. We are back in Eden when we can be, but we have to walk it out and live it out. Okay, any more questions? Because that's a whole story. That is. We need to do a whole show on that. No, I don't see any other questions from anybody. Um, let me check a couple different places. Throw them at me. I'm not going to... You know, everybody wants to do Q&A, and I'm like... We do the Q&A, and then you guys don't have any questions. No, ever, no. I'm not saying that they want to do q and I'm saying the people on the round table want Q&A because they want to answer questions, and I'm sitting over here like... Actually, I'd rather stick with what I have prepared <laughs> because yes, honestly, there's a once in a lifetime opportunity to get the Q&A on this because there are three or four areas that I am like, hmm, 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 like that. Okay. And, and that's why I wanted you to give and the when different you options. Me, you didn't really give the different options of the thousand year reign. So that's let fine. Me, we can do that another. Let me tell you about you the pilgrims idea on the thousand year reign real quick. So, when you read the um, Geneva Bible, yeah, read the study notes for Revelation in the Geneva Bible. Love it. Everything was about the Catholic Church. Right. It was the Catholic Church is this, and they have the dates and the times. So, this Pope was this, and it was, it was 100, and this, this, and it's, and right now, so many people were looking at those, um, the 100 and how many, it's, it's, it's three and a half years. So, how many days is it? 120, 290 oh, days or something yeah, like that. Um, they were saying that they were coming on that because they were counting those as years. Right. And that this Pope must needs to be that. But the one thing that, that the, the pilgrims and they believed in was that they were coming out of the tribulation. Yeah. That the tribulation was over and that they were going to live out the new Jerusalem here on this earth. In a thousand year reign. In a thousand year reign. Yes. That's what they believed. Right. But when you listen to Serge's teaching, Serge puts it all kind of in one night, nice little bow, um, which Leah and I have not landed on yet, actually, by the way. Um, but like Leah said, go ahead and listen to it and see if that resonates with you. But Serge puts that thousand year reign right there um, in a 40 year period. And so um, you can listen to all of the evidences that he has on that on his podcast. But that's not it's thank you. One thousand two hundred and seventy seven point five. Somebody wants us to read Psalm 117. It's two verses. <laughs> I pr oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people. For his merciful kindness is great towards us. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise ye the Lord. All right. So I knew this question was coming from Barry. It's the only question. Now, remember, Barry is our resident agnostic that's going to be a Christian one day who lives in the UK. Uh, and Barry says, Michelle, do you believe that Jesus walked on the shores of England as the song Jerusalem claims? And if not, where did Jesus spend his lost years? Okay, well, the Bible doesn't actually have, you know what? That's a good question. That's a good question. But it seems to me that they weren't lost and that he was, the, it says that Jesus was the son of the carpenter and everybody kind of knew who he was. So he was just kind of there in Jerusalem his whole life. Right. So um, it's a very interesting theory. And I know you guys sing it, that Jesus came and walked. It's a patriotic song in the UK. It's and like, it's so annoying. My country and, tis of the And year. I love hearing it. But I do know that the word of God and the disciples, and, and there were missionaries that came and walked the shores of let me say this. Okay. It is not outside of, uh, certainly not outside the realm of possibility 
for Jesus to have then, you know, after he ascended to the Father, there are people that say that they have seen Jesus on the earth, right? Like, we know that he lives inside of us, but I mean, like, a physical manifested body, right? Uh, it's not outside the possibility. However, I will say this. We do, as Christians, Christendom uh, holds to the belief that the 12 apostles spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus himself, it's recorded in scripture what he came to say of himself. The, the way that, and then the, after that, after he ascends to the father, the rest is up to us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So could Jesus have walked the shores of the UK as the song depicts? Yes. Do I believe that he did? No, but could I be wrong? Yeah. Right. I hope that answers that question. Um, let's see. Jonathan says, 40 days, right? Question mark. Moses was in a desert for 40 years. Was it really a desert or a life without meaning or a life searching for meaning? I don't know. Um, I think it was pretty deserted. There was no food, no trees. It's, it's, they didn't have any food. I don't think that was figurative. It says that their shoes and their clothing did not wear out. Um, it was most assuredly, and, and here's the thing. We do know from a, a geographical and historical where they were at was a literal desert where they stayed for 40 years. It was literally a desert. So yes, they were there. Um, Jonathan says, please never say the name Andrew Tate again. I beg you. I'm so sorry. Actually, we're going to do an episode, possibly an emergency one tomorrow. Not sure. Um, that's going to talk about him a lot. So if you don't want to hear the name, unfortunately, skip it. you can skip it. Uh, let's see. I think there was a comment over here from Jeff. Uh, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Also, scripture says Jesus is the savior of all men, especially those who believe. Question, are all saved? Go ahead. So there's caveats to salvation, right? It says that you must confess with your mouth and believe in your heart uh, um, that Jesus is Lord. So essentially for all of Christendom, we have understood that, uh, no, not all are saved. We do know that narrow is the gate to salvation. And then wide is the gate to perdition. Okay. To destruction. So there are many things that talk about like the, the, the new Jerusalem, the kingdom of God it says outside are barking dogs. We, we know that, um, throughout scripture, there are a consistent warnings in the new Testament for, people that are bound that are that are slated for eternal damnation and and destruction so no not all are saved all can be saved um i hope that answers your question there um gene says lots of muslims have been converted by seeing jesus in the flesh god can do anything um he's not almighty for nothing a hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I said, I'm not saying that Jesus, there have been lots of people that have testified to having seen Jesus in the flesh. Um, so I'm not going to rule that out. So yes, hundred percent. Um, Barry says, Michelle, thanks, but don't forget that modern day Glastonbury 
was originally called Avalon, and Avalon is also near Jerusalem and where Jesus was supposed to be buried by Joseph of Arimathea. Um, Jeff says, manifested sons, huos, of God will not die physically, yeah? Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave for us, right? Question mark. Hmm. Do I need to read that again for you? Yeah. I'll let you read the comment. Let's sink in if you read it yourself rather than me reading it out loud. Out loud. I'm still going on. Patriot I'm, Gallery I'm says, still going on uh, Jerusalem. Liberty, here. no right to own property. All men are slaves to sin and those who and those who sin. Religion is the most important right for all Americans to know, read, and understand what God's perfect will is on earth to establish Jesus Christ's reign on earth. That is the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. plus all the 50 states, the Constitution, uh, declare as law of the land. So manifested sons of God will not die physically. Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave for us, right? Um, what do you mean die physically? Because our spirit man is what's regenerated. It says the second death has no hold on us. The second death, the first, well, the first death isn't our body dying. The first death is, death is we change, we change, we change. In an instant, we go from here. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Before that, you went to sleep right. in Abraham's bosom. And so everybody was waiting for the resurrection of the dead. Everybody was waiting to walk and live and reign with the Messiah. And when Jesus was going around saying, I am he, he wasn't coming in for two fulfillments. He wasn't saying, hey, you'll rule and reign with me and you'll live resurrected in the future, in like two, three, four thousand years. He never said that. Yeah. He said, I am he, I am he, I am he, I'm here right now. He kept, he kept saying quickly now that the, these terms the, were very the, immediate. The, so all everything that the, it was just the Jews were viewing what the resurrection looked like as this physical manifestation. And even Christians today are waiting for this physical manifestation of our bodies but Jesus said something very poignant. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. His kingdom will never be Jesus sitting here on earth where we are like the, ki the kids in the, in the Chronicles of Narnia and we're all ruling Narnia and we've got all these human slaves under us. That's a good point. Okay, but we do have, we do rule and reign here on earth and the kings do serve Jesus. But it's through, it's through a spiritual lens and through the hearts and the minds of, the, of mankind being changed and transformed. And so, yeah, this body is, the, it goes back to Isaiah 65. Mm. It says, you're going to die in an old age. You're, this body itself will die in an old age. But you are living and you're ruling with Christ forever. When you die, you don't die. You are an eternal being. Exactly. And that's the crux of it. You know, there's another thing that maybe on uh, Revelation episode 50, mm -hmm. we might get into the resurrection of the dead mm -hmm. and all of that and go down that rabbit trail. But there are a lot of people that, that hold fast that if you do not believe in a re actual resurrected body, that one day your flesh and blood will re-coalesce mm -hmm. and come back to life. And you will take on the body, even if it was from 2,000 years ago, and you're going to get your body from the earth. Okay, so if you don't believe in that, then you're a heretic. But I say to you this, is that really important? Yeah. Okay, so let me get to, I'm going to do 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, he says, verse 35, but some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? 
you fool. That which sows, that's which you sow is not quickened except it die. And that which you sow, you sow not that body that shall be. Oh Lord, I got mercy. you. I got you. No, right no, no. Here. I'm just going to bring it up. I am in New. I am in King James. I know. Mm. I read it what? myself, but well, it's First Corinthians. To... What? Fifteen. I've got you right here. Here. What do you got? Amplified. You can read it in the Amplified. I know, but it'll be easier if I just go here. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to verse 37. Sorry, guys. I know it's hard to do King James. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds have another. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. When you die, do you, you have to go to heaven somehow. You die this, but you get a heavenly so, but body. But that's not that kind of heavenly body. And verse 38, I hate to throw you off. No, let there. me go. Let me keep going. But you're wrong. So don't keep going while you're wrong. Um, so when it says the heavenly bodies, it's referring to the sun and the moon and the stars and verse 41 oh, yeah, yeah. proves that the sun is glorious in one way. The moon is glorious in another way. Those are the heavenly bodies well, yeah. that this is talking about okay, you're right. right there. So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown perishable is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. Here we go. This is what I'm getting to. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. And if there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. That's where I'm getting to. Yes. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last man, a life-giving spirit. That's Jesus. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, Adam. This is on our body. And after that, the spiritual. The first man of the dust of the earth, the second man is of heaven. Okay, so that's Jesus. As was the earthly man, Adam, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are of heaven. Now, when you die, do you go to heaven? Yes. Then you must have the body of Christ that he has in heaven. Yep. Because guess what? There's no interim body here. This scripture doesn't talk about a heavenly body and then another body on top of that. Either you don't go to heaven or you get your heavenly body when you get to heaven. You know, I love verse 53. For, uh, it's, and this is, this again, wait, can we not skip? Okay. Yeah, we can keep going. Hold on. Um, I just want to read these. There's only a few scriptures as was the, where, where were we? And just, and as the, and the first man was of the, oh, just here. start with verse 44. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Just read it again. Okay. And if there is a natural body, there's a spiritual body. So it is written. The first man, Adam became a life giving spirit. The last Adam, a life giving the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the heavenly man, so are those who are of heaven. And just as we, are, we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. I would pose to you this. It is better to pose to, to I, is better to bear the image of the heavenly man than the earthly man. We shouldn't even desire having an earthly body again. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. 
Neither does the perishable, your bones, your blood, your body, inherit the imperishable. You don't need your bones. Literally, it says your bones, your perishing bones will not inherit the imperishable things. Because guess what? You need blood in your bones. It's like this. This body that we have is so far inferior to the spiritual body that we will put on when we die that we actually have inside of us that already exists as soon as we accept Jesus into our lives, into our hearts. We already have it inside of us. And then we literally throw off this fleshly confinement to become this eternal being. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkle of an eye, the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. And when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written shall come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And we could go deeper into that. And I know some it, who, who subscribe to our Matthew 24 thinking still believe, and I'll just be honest with you, there are many people, and, and quite frankly a lot of them, who believe that we still need our bones to be raised up and God's going to put a new kind of heavenly flesh on them that obviously doesn't have flesh. Because he says it's not flesh, okay? And it says there's no blood. Right. There, it's, it's, there is no flesh and blood. Flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom, okay? But and it's so, something, so at, the, at some point in some future date, there will be something where some bodies are resurrected and they're transformed. And I just, I'm not saying it. But I do need to do a massive shout out because Jonathan just became a monthly subscriber and then also donated $200 live on Rumble for us to read this comment. And this is an excellent comment. God is in our DNA. A-T-C-G-10565, Yahweh. That's uh, God signed his work. This is the truth. And if you follow the science, you will find God in joy. Is Jonathan we, new? I don't know how new you are. Jonathan, but Jonathan you're, I'm really not, glad the, that you're, you're not the guy from Twitter, are you? Because there's a guy from Twitter. I have like no following on Twitter. And somebody posted something about end times and I posted something back. And there's this guy on Twitter and... Um, he started to binge watch everything. Oh, that's awesome. And it was so fun. Jonathan says, I am new here. Uh, when it comes to Yahweh, we need to do a whole episode on that because... Uh, are you beyond transcendence from Twitter? Um, there's... When you talk about that Yahweh, uh, not only is it encoded literally in our DNA, we have not done a whole episode on this, um, but when you breathe out, you literally are breathing out um, this... It's Yahweh. It's Yahweh. Every time you breathe, every person, never watched on Twitter, Jonathan says. So not the same person. Oh, every wow. Time, okay, cool. Every time you breathe, you are literally speaking the name of Yahweh. Um, and so we should do a whole show on that because it is really, really, really powerful. So I want to read this comment. Good. I went back and forth with this new friend on, on Twitter because uh, you're been watching. I know you are beyond transcendence. Uh, I'm sure the New Testament uh, simply reflects the fulfillment of the Old Testament law and prophets in the way... 
uh, and life of the Jewish Messiah Yeshua that the Holy Spirit himself was sent as our guide within a kingdom that doesn't come with sensory observation as the kingdom is within and amongst us. Plain implication of revelation for the seven assemblies in Asia about what must shortly take place back then, not in 2023, refers to a cataclysmic events of AD 70 preceding the end of the Old Testament worship as prophesied by Jesus and now fulfilled in the new and living way through him alone. No way revelation promising Jesus coming soon was a false prophecy and that the coming didn't happen within Jesus' generation as God would not lie and as revelation mentions the temple, it must have been written by John prior to AD 70. It fits Jerusalem's desecration slash desolation. So it really was the end of the world for those who had not put their faith in, in the Messiah, Yeshua, those in Christ, Jesus. The rest continuing with animal sacrificing in a temple made with hands and the reprobate priesthood all doomed the end, the judgment was coming soon. Amen. Please take note that Revelation's all about what must shortly take place back then. The body of Christ is the church. His coming in the clouds and being caught up, raptured, is in the spirit. We, the church, his body on earth, have already been raised with him. One body, one spirit. Beware, lest any man spoil you through the philosophy of vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. Colossians 2.8 the idea that Jesus was not yet come back is not what the New Testament teaches. If you sit down and ask him, he'll come now. That they all may be one as you and as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee. And that they also may be one in us. And the world may believe that you have sent me and the glory which you gave me, I've given them. That they may be one even as we are one and I in them and you in me. So there's only one source of all life and all creation, God the Spirit, one awesome being so creative, source of all intelligence and of love, able to manifest within the creation as a human being, and yet we are given the freedom to rebel against our creator if we want. And then I had commented back about our, our show, and he goes, great making contact. I only just found you today as your rumble vid from April, Red Pill episode 9 was trending. Huh. Wow. I've missed you until now. We'll never know. How I missed you until now, we'll never know, but am only about halfway through your discussion, but thrilled with what I found so far, especially your readings from Josephus. And he says, I finished Revelation Red Pill 9. Awesome. Catching up on some of the rest of your stuff right now. I'm learning so much from you about the satanic left behind movies. And I have to tell you, I know we are seriously on the same page. The kingdom is within us now. You amaze me. And that is so cool. And I love it. That's awesome. I'm looking it up. I'm like, hey, has that actually had any more views? But I can't find it right now. Um, so all of that from Leah thinking that beyond uh, transcendence that, that Jonathan Scott here was the well, same. Well, I'm glad you're here too, Jonathan. Woo! Um, so Jonathan says, I did send a couple of emails to your Gmail that I thought oh. were good, but you didn't even read them. So sad. LOL. If you did send an email, we read them. We don't always are we are not able to respond to all of the emails, but we read them all. Is they from, is they, are they from Jonathan? So, and, and I don't know when you sent them, um, but we will have read them, I promise you. And I do, I want to apologize to people that send emails. Sometimes the response, and I mean, like, it'll come like three months later. I'll be going through, because I'll save them. Like, I read it, and it gets saved, and it gets, um, he says he's joking, so I don't know if you actually did send any. Because um, I don't see any from a Jonathan. All right, so Sherry says, I always forget about Bards Fest. So many content providers that I can't keep up. I have been focusing on this show and the Kingdom Roundtable. Um, he says, I don't need a response. I'm just joking around. Resend the email. Like, I kid you not. Yeah, um, I love Re Revelation Red Pill emails. Or just anything. 
Speaking of Bards Fest, this is a complete separate, and I know that these videos are going to go down in history and you'll be watching them five years and be like, what is this? Well, as of right now, if you guys want to join us, there, make put it on your calendar. There's not a flyer yet for it, but it is 100% happening. Bards Fest in Kansas, um, outside of Wichita, September 20th through the 23rd. That is our next kind of big event that we're going to be doing. Um, so Leah... Are there any more questions? I don't see any more questions. I will wait and see if there are any more questions from you guys. I want to say this. God has allowed Leah and I to be putting out a lot of content the past couple of weeks. So make sure that you're going back and watching. You can binge watch. Like God has been giving us words and revelations daily. Thank you to Patriot Gallery who takes them like the live videos on Facebook and puts them out on Rumble and all of the other uh, platform, platforms. Not the same person. I know, but we should read it. We should. We'll get to that in one second. We've got one more question. Um, Jonathan says, I already know everything. Everything you say is just helping me right my ship and save the world. Thank you Woo! for that. I just finished my 40 uh, years walkabout. I am 44 now. So we come from the same generation, Jonathan. Awesome. Um, Patriot did, Gallery. Did you just find us tonight? I, I would like to know when, when you found us. How long you've been sticking around? Yeah. 20 episodes of this, and then we actually did another 15 to a couple years ago on this. Uh, Patriot Gallery, our mom, for those of you that don't know, she does amazing shows um, and podcasts on uh, a whole host of topics. And this past week, she just did... Um, oh, come on. Why isn't it showing up? It should give me the op option to switch... How weird how strange all right well that's all right let me let me pull it up over here um this past week she's put out three so i want you guys to go and check them out um i don't know why this isn't showing up here uh wait it should be here we go you're not doing a screen share i'm i am trying to get to a screen share but it's not giving me the opportunity to screen share the right screen all right, I'm going to read this question. Wait, I want to show Patriot Gallery's videos. Well, I didn't Public school is a false religion. Alien, CIA, MK Ultra, AI deceiving spirits and lies. Um, you can watch. What, what she does is she'll she'll do them live and then go and edit them. So always watch the second one if it's an identical video posted. You'll notice there's like 15, 10 minutes. Um, of that and one. then Lynette Zhang. That video, y'all people did not show up for it and you have missed out. It's so good. You need to go and watch that. It's on our Facebook. It's and share the heck out of it. That needs. This is one of the biggest interviews that we've done in a very long time. You guys need to see that. You'll love it. Um, leader in government is God's minister. Treasury establishes sovereignty. That's from Patriot Gallery. Um, and then there's an intro to that. I think those are two different. Oh, that's just the 42nd one. Let's see if there's another one from Patriot Gallery. All right. Ancient Greek and Roman coins of the Bible. The tribute penny, widow's mite, 30 pieces, trusted coins. You'll notice so like good. every single one of mom's videos go up twice. So one is an hour and 44 minutes and one is an hour and, and seven minutes. It. Yeah, because there's sometimes there's some errors and things yeah. like that. So I want to encourage you guys. A lot of you, I get messages. I, I a love lot of stuff Patriot Gallery's mom. blog. She goes really deep into deep dives. Um, she never actually shows herself on camera but there's a picture of her right there um if you want to know what she looks like and it's usually in the bottom of the she does not put her face on camera but all right somebody says they're looking for a certain teaching so i have difficulty finding your teaching that i desire i believe 
um, number six deals with the rapture. But if I recall correctly, there was a more recent teaching on the rapture in Second Thessalonians. Is that correct? I typically listen while I'm working, so I'm not writing notes. Any help you could provide? So which one? Do we have one on uh, the man of lawlessness and the rapture or anything? I think we do. Yes. Which one is that? Uh, so let me give you guys a tip. Go to... Um, the Rev so go to resistancechicks.com, go to shows and go down to shows and click on revelation red pill. Mm -hmm. That will take you to all of the recent episodes. And there's, so you have to look at the title on the thumbnail, go back have, up. I think the man of lawlessness was a little bit, um, keep going back up or no, no keep going down. Like, yeah, yeah. It's more recent. I think it would have been, I'll find it. You keep talking. All right. Um, let's see. Jonathan says, I am a big fan. Oh, you want to know about MK Ultra? I know her thing it's her about that. LOL, like I said, 40 years. Um, no, I've been watching a couple months, but I also went back to see old ones. I like the ones in the glass room where she is playing the guitar and singing. Then you came in about, that's about an hour in. That's awesome. Um, Isaiah Sherry says, I need to finish watching the show with Lynette. I fell asleep. So sorry. It wasn't boring. I was just tired. No, that happens. That's okay. Um, it should be in there, right there. Episode 17. Is this when we talked about the rapture? Um, well, that's the man of lawlessness. Okay. So the rapture we did early on, I want to say in like episode, you know, two or th like three or four or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, so you can find all of that. And like, again, a tip when you go to that page for Revelation Red Pill, there's the rumble video that's embedded. But if you click on the link just above it, it will take you to the uh, page on resistancechicks.com that has all of the links and everything that you need um, there. So let's see. Jeff says, thanks for your answer. I'm not a rapture guy. Just was thinking transfigured. Kind of like Jesus on the mountain, meaning the body would be changed or transformed. Love the show. Um, uh, Don says, yes, 17 man of lawlessness, maybe 18. Good memory. Don gets a cookie. Um, that is so fantastic. <laughs> very, very impressed. Um, Jean says, why can only one be correct slash right? Oh, back to the, um, archeological evidence of Barry that was talking about Jesus landing in Glassbury and stuff. Um, my pagan friend, why throw out the baby with the bathwater? I'm just getting tired. LOL. It's late this end of the pond. So I think Jean is in the UK as well. Um, I'm, I'm not I ain't going to mess with other. your Jerusalem song, man. If, if Jesus walks on anointing. there, I'm gone you do, and get do it. Do your thing, man. I ain't going to mess with it. All I know is it's anointed and y'all be singing about creating the new Jerusalem and getting rid of Satan. So just keep singing it. Just keep singing Please. it. Please. It's, it's I'm not it. messing with it. I'm <laughs> definitely not messing with it. Um, Barry says, as the resident Brit atheist pagan here, the chicks videos are brilliant and definitely worth I love that Barry tunes in every week. Definitely worth watching back if if you people can. The videos explain a lot of things about Christianity, so definitely worth listening to and watching. Also, don't forget to tune in to their new shows on Fridays, Domestic News in the U.S. and Sunday's World News from all around the world. I've been watching the chicks pretty much from the start, and it's well worth the watch. It's a brilliant channel to watch. So what Thank they're you, saying is that the song is kind of a myth based on a legend that Jesus as a boy... Um, visited with his great uncle joseph of arimathea who was a sailor in a trailer and when he was a, a sailor boy, in a trailer trader, trader and he and he walked in england why not he totally could have they're very close i mean they're close enough right that he could have gone so um there you go i think that does it 
Thank you, Barry. Barry literally has been with us, I think, since the beginning, since the Nigel Farage videos, for sure, which were in 2017, which was the first year of resistance chicks. I mean, this is pretty intense because instead, the legend of Jesus walking on England's mountains green is part of part and parcel of the cycle of medieval legends around Britain's own King Arthur. Those stories say that after Jesus' crucifixion, Joseph took the Holy Grail to Glas Glastonbury, where he established the first English church. But that's not all he left. According to the 14th century monk, John of Glastonbury, Arthur, the greatest of British heroes, was Joseph's great, 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 great grandson and therefore related to Jesus himself. That's a very interesting, very interesting story. It is very interesting. James, who's also been with us for a very, very, very long time, says, How the time has flown. I can't believe this is the 20th installment. I'm always eagerly anticipating the next one. Ooh. Always very well done, ladies. I hope that you guys have enjoyed us having flyover conservatives on, you mm -hmm. know, to get a different perspective for... Um, where where people are at on the kingdom message, yeah. right? And I want you guys to be tuning in to David and Stacy Whited and the Flyover Conservatives regularly. Where do you get good, reliable truth? What channels can you rely on for having people who are putting God first, walking into the room, taking background? That's David and Stacy. Yeah. So I cannot recommend their show. Of course, you got to stay tuned in to Resistance Chicks as well. However, if you're looking for more content to watch, Flyover Conservatives, one, there's a reason why they have blown up so So they huge. had G.R. Griffin on tonight. They had Juan Osavon on. Um, they've got Laura Logan on. They got Clay Clark on, Seth Keschel. Um, they have everybody on. Everybody, Dr. Artis. Uh, everybody goes on their show. It's awesome. And it's a family thing that they do, by the mm -hmm. way. Their whole family is involved in Flyover Conservatives. So mm -hmm. it's just, it's really, really awesome. So I think we're going to sign off for tonight. But I will say this. I want to ask you live, Leah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do an emergency show tomorrow night? Probably not tomorrow night. We need a break. It would be the only day that we would be able to do it. Otherwise, we'll, we wouldn't get to it for another week or so. We're, we'll get to it at some point okay. with Andrew Tate. But I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. All right. There's so much to watch. Please, 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 please go watch our interview with Lynette. I can promise you that you will become hooked on Lynette Zhang after you yes, do. You like will. it it was just a phenomenal show. Leah's done a lot of shows this week. We've done a lot of lives in between and then Patriot Galleries. So we will be back though on Friday for our weekly roundup of this week's crazy, crazy, insane yeah. news. And then again on Sunday for the world news report that you guys come for every single week. I want to thank you guys for being a part of Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. 20 episodes. If you have made it this far, what did I say? Episode 40, everybody gets diplomas. I don't know what you said, but yeah. I think I did say that. So that means by the end of the year, essentially, that's mm -hmm. within a year, right? A year of, of Revelation Red Pills. We will be mailing out I will print them. I will sign them. But of course, you'll have to send me your address and your name and everything. I, I watched all the episodes. I've made it this far. And we promised that we would do that with the Revelation Red Pill Academy that we did in 2020. Yeah. And then the election happened and mm -hmm. it, everything just kind of went haywire. Uh, however, this is happening this year. Mm -hmm. You will be getting a Revelation Red Pill diploma if you have completed all 40 episodes by the time episode 40 comes around. Um, and you will do like a submission form, right? Where you can submit that you have watched. You, I'm not going to ask for proof. This is a, you know, honor system. Honor thing system. All right. We, 
Yeah. All right, Stephanie says, woohoo. All right, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory, but it's actually the truth. And thank you to David and Stacy for joining us. Leah, next week, we're going to bring the guys back. We are going to bring guys back. And I really think um, I want to dive into Joel chapter two. Joel prophesied in the last days, the, the Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost will come my way. It's raining down on me. Yeah. Raining, raining down on me. Yes, it's raining, raining, can't you see? In the last days we're in, the holy of the Lord descends. It's raining down on me. And we're all, we're just still in it. Come on, we're still in it. Have a good night, ladies. Great episode, says Don. Shelly says, you're great. Stephanie says, I want mine personally delivered. <laughs> That is awesome. That's going to prove difficult for our friends across the pond. I don't think I could hand deliver everyone. Um, but you know what I could maybe do? I could maybe pen I find dropped. a patriot in your in your city. Like, okay, we got a patriot podcast that lives close to you. Can you hand deliver this? No, I'm just kidding. All right, we will see you guys on Friday. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I hope that you've been enjoying these. If you've missed episodes 1 through 20, go to Revelation Red Pill under the shows tab on resistancechicks.com. And you can catch up with all of them there. But the easiest way to do it is there's a playlist on Facebook and there's a playlist on our Brighton channel. Mm -hmm. So you can just go through that just like a YouTube playlist and boom, one after the other, they will play. So I want to encourage you guys to be doing that if you want to binge watch us binge, on binge, the big binge. screen. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. God bless.